welcome back to another possibly disappointing episode of The Ungrown Ups. Never disappointing. Always excellent, I guess. Always excellent episode of The Ungrown Ups. This there is episode is. 62, otherwise known as the 62nd episode. episode. That's right. And it might last longer than 60 seconds if you're lucky. And well, if uh, we've got about 20, 24 left. No, 34 left. 33, 32. 31. Oh, I see. What are you doing? I'm just watching the counter. (laughs) I got it. I got it. And we actually have a very special guest with us. I have all guests are special. Yes, but this one's actually related to me, not by marriage. This is actually my half brother, Stephen, but all of them is here. A whole person, but but not a right. Yeah. Yeah. Let's be very clear. We have a mom in common. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Careful with that. that, That's how technical it gets. Um, no, but yeah, so my my older half-brother, Steven, uh, what, you're 14 years old, I mean? I am. And so we didn't really know each other all that well. At least I don't have much memory of him being in the house when I was a kid. Because after, what, you turned 18 and then you joined the military, right? Yeah, I left when I was 17, so uh, yeah, you so were three? not even three. Yeah. What uh, branch did you go into? Marine Corps. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice, thank you. Yeah, so Appreciate we... It. So the, the interesting is, is like I mean obviously we know each other and yeah. we know each other more as adults than we ever did as siblings. But I think that's how a lot of siblings are. Like my sisters and I didn't get along super great until we've talked about this until we were adults. And now yeah. we like I hung out with my one of my sisters most of the day yesterday. Yeah, but it's just it's interesting when you look back on childhood memories. There really aren't. I don't have any because I don't remember that yeah. far back. I don't have a lot of childhood memories other than just random spotty things. Did and you like, repress most of them? No, I just, I just, that's just my memory just isn't great. Like people are like, oh, I remember my first this or that. I'm like, yeah. I have no idea what you're talking about. But the interesting thing, I, the, the thing I guess that, inter- that amuses me the most about Stephen is his full name is both famous and generic. He's Stephen Smith. So okay. he can be anybody he wants to be. He can be the ESPN announcer. He can be the retired NBA athlete. He can be the NFL athlete. Like there's so many famous Stephen Smiths that. Is there really? Well, I guess I didn't know this. It's enough of a common name that. It, oh, wait, yeah, that's true. It's, there's probably infamous as well. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You could be a serial killer. Well, could we be. don't know. Well, I mean, you could. You probably aren't. No. Yeah. I'm guessing. Odds okay. are. Yeah. Not like <laughs> odds are. Odds are pretty long. He, he doesn't pick up that many hitchhikers, so I, I think we're safe there. You know. But have you ever had any problems with your name? Like people go, "Oh, like you know, I, I I forgot my membership card." They're like, "Okay, let me look you up," and you're like, "Steven Smith." They're like, like, "Yeah, right." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that happens. Do you get like TSA flagged, like flying? Like, no. is there an evil no. Steven Smith that? <laughs> Because I've, I've had coworkers with names that were in common with somebody else, and for whatever reason, they were the ones that always got flagged. I had know? a coworker that had a, a name of a guy that was on the wanted list, and they wouldn't let him fly, even though he could prove it wasn't him. Oh. It took a bunch of time for them to like finally realize, oh, you're a different person. And he's like, yeah, I've been telling you this for years. Yeah, like, yeah I, super I, weird. Because I could assume like you making reservations at a restaurant or a hotel, they're like, that's your name. You're like, yeah. And, I mean, it's just it's just, it seems so generic. That is so mean. <laughs> it is, but not, I'm not saying it in a mean way, just because, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, my last name is way more unique, and so I don't ever have that mistaken identity issue or or having to deal with, like, do you ever get the wrong Stephen Smith's mail? No, no, I haven't really. I think it's so common that if there were some type of flag or anything, they're not going to argue the fact that it's very common. Right. And whatever issue there was, it obviously wasn't me. I did live in a small town. Um, up in the Sierra foothills, and there was me, Steve Smith, and at the time I was a contractor, there was a Steve Smith dentist and a Steve <laughs> Smith lawyer, so I was the least accomplished of the three. <laughs> Did you give the other two your business? 
Uh, I never met them. Because I mean, that's like, Steven. You should have had Steven. a little get together. Yeah, yes. Right? That would be pretty funny. I, I'm the same thing. My last name is unique enough that I don't run into. Yeah, it would make sense. But Although yeah. I did run into somebody with my last name randomly in an airport. She was an artist and we started talking and we have family, well, obviously have family in common at some point. How did the last name part come up? Because uh, she had something. She was holding something, and I think it was a like a, a copy or print of one of her paintings or something, like a small postcard size one, uh-huh. and it had the signature on it, oh, right? Yeah. Thing, and I, we were, we are standing, I think, in line to board a flight or something, and I was excuse me, that's an interesting last name, and we started talking, and she's like, yeah, and then I was oh, so somehow somewhere on my dad's side of the family, down the I don't some yeah, distant, it forked off, yeah, somewhere some distant the- relative somewhere, but yeah. So That's you, you dangled an interesting teaser saying you had a story to I share do. with I us take before you, we started. I want to take you back. In time? Back in time. Okay. The year is 1989. All right. Okay. I one was of the nine. <laughs> cur- yeah. <laughs> I turned nine, ten. ten. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. One of the most, pro- I would say the the most prolific cinematic pieces of all time is about to come out. Batman? Batman. Okay. Okay. I don't Three. know why I knew that, but. Because 1989 Batman was one of the best Batmans. Tim Burton did. He 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 took it from that Adam West campy thing, right, into yeah. that darker spot, and it was it was awesome. Okay. And you can tell I happen to like it because I've got some Batman stuff on the shelf behind me. But uh, Michael Keaton, as we all know, played Batman. Yes, I found out something very interesting the other day. He played Birdman as well. <laughs> okay that movie was good if you have not i seen have not Birdman. actually seen it i've heard it's really good it's and it's good. it's one of those movies i just never ended up watching but at any rate so he is actually there's uh their dc excuse me has two movies coming out the flash and batgirl okay and he, michael key while well, there's batman movies coming out with that guy who i don't know his name Robert Pattinson or something like that. Oh, that's Anyways, Twilight Dude, yeah. Michael Keaton is reprising his role as Batman. They're bringing him back to play Batman in two more movies. And that's, I'm stoked. That's kind of cool. That's I, way cool. I don't care about comic book movies well, enough in the whole comic but, universe. But that's but pretty rad the that they're, they're bringing, bringing Michael Keaton right, back. Yeah. They went all the way back to the arguably, 89. yeah, I mean, one of the best portrayals of Batman, unless you're a Christian Bale fan, which those are pretty good. Yeah, those were all right. Yeah, they're good movies. Yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to think back. But I mean, I remember the hype around the 89 Batman. It was legit, like, stoked. I was so excited yeah. as a kid for that. And I, I actually have a full set still of the Batman trading cards from 1989, the tops cards. Oh, They're I, worth like 20 bucks. But I remember those trading I cards. I remember the big deal was we went to, like, Magic Mountain, uh, like, the the after the movie had been out. And yeah. I don't know if it was, like, that same summer. But after the movie release, they had the Batmobile yeah, on that. display. Yeah. And how there was a line to get your picture taken mm-hmm. with the Batmobile. And it's not like it did anything. It was just parked there. But it well, was quite, I know you've got it in scale. Uh, no, no, no. That's not what I was saying. No, the uh, the Batmobile, they had it at, a pre- at I, I can't remember if it was the premiere, but one of the showings of, of Batman in 89 at um, Fashion Island at yes. that theater. And then your friend. Yes, my sister's friend got to ride in the freaking thing. And she didn't yeah. even care about she it. She didn't care. Yeah. What the BS? I will tell that story. It just makes me sad. So where are you on the cool. spectrum of 89 Batman, Steven? I loved it. <laughs> See? <laughs> loved it. See? That's, yeah. It was good. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 don't, I don't say that it, I, it wasn't, but it's one of those things where there's been so many movies since, but you're right. Yeah. That one did change the tone and, and kind of set the, the expectation for the kind of more darker, right. grim Batman. Uh, but I just, I think it's cool that they went back to Michael Keaton instead mm-hmm. of, they could have done anything. Yeah. Right, and now, they asked him to do it, and it's weird that there's going to be two different 
Batman's at the same time, basically. Oh, because yeah, because of the new movie. So I don't know where I don't know how DC is is with like I know Marvel's really good about timelining. I have no clue about DC because their movies are garbage. Like I don't want to watch Aquaman. This is the dumbest superhero. Where are you getting your uh, Michael Keaton news from? Because you were uh, pumped for this. Was I saw it on I don't know some some fan site something. No, it was on. Uh, there was some Instagram thing, and I I was like, that can't be right. And then I looked it up. And sure yeah. enough, <laughs> and that got you all. It was giddy. on like cinema, one of those movie websites. I can't remember what it's called. So I'll go back in time. Yeah, but not quite not, as far as nineteen eighty nine. Come on. So I'll go back to Valentine's Day. That is not at all very far. No, that is a matter no. of weeks. But it is sort of related to the vintage thing, and it's also related to the Legos on the shelf behind. Not you. Batman. But not Batman. Okay. But. Uh, Jeanette and Grayson got me the Lego Porsche 911, the yes. white, the white Lego yeah, set. I saw that. The big one, not the the speed champion. champions. You know, yeah. this is like the the hundred and fifty dollar. Yeah, is, Lego it, set. is that a Technic set? No, it's a Creator set. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like the Mustang. Like the Mustang. Okay. But the reason why I wanted it wasn't so much that I could build the Porsche. You, and you had your choice of the Turbo or the Targa. The reason why I wanted it was because somebody has created a alt an alternate set. Right. Where you can build a completely different vehicle using all the pieces in that Porsche which set. Which is pretty rad. Which is awesome yeah. because you don't have to go out and buy right. or get random pieces. But I'm going to turn... I've got the Porsche Turbo built. Yeah. Now, in the, probably the next week or so, I'm going to take it all apart and sort all the bricks. Right. So that I can build a Lamborghini Countach. Which is super rad. So, do you obviously have to pay for the instructions. It's 15 bucks for the instructions. Where did where'd you get them? Uh, I haven't paid for them yet, but it's like... No, re- I know, but where do you get them from? Rebrickable.com oh, yeah, or something yeah, like yeah. that. One yeah. of those one of those sites. Sure. And somebody's even made stickers, so you can actually put the Lamborghini uh, Bull logo yeah. and, and the Countach decals on the car. Which is cool. Which is cool, but I forgot to mention, my favorite part about this Lego set, uh-huh. it's the first set that I've assembled in, I don't know how long, where I did not have to apply a single decal. Every single piece. They're all printed. Was printed. Oh, that's rad. And I, I think it had something to do with, with Porsche's licensing. They're like, okay, we'll license this, but we don't want the, the janky little decals. Because the Speed Champions, they're the smaller all decal, ones, yeah. they're all decal. But for this higher dollar Lego set, it wasn't. So there, And we've talked about this. There is a company in Germany that you can get or you can order anything that would have a sticker. They print them. So you can replace all the bricks that have stickers, yeah. but the stickers are that pisses me off when you get a set and like they'll have a bunch of stuff that's printed and then the random sticker. random stickers like just print all of it. Yeah, the Stupid. one thing that is the downside to having all the parts silk screened is that those you need new ones for. Sort of. When I build the Lamborghini Countach, the rear right fender is going to have the Porsche logo on it. It's a Porsche tosh. Yeah, or I'll just get a little white <laughs> dot and just cover it temporarily or yeah, something. Like I've that. got. I can give you a little piece of white vinyl. Ooh, because I have fancy plenty of it. Yeah, yeah, I have rolls of that. Stuff. Well, I, a roll of white, I think. I have a lot of black and different colors. Nice. So when I asked, so my, my brother Steven's down from from Northern California because we were dealing with my mom. Yeah. Not that we need to deal with her, but she's That's getting awesome. older, and we're trying to figure out, you know, what is she going to do? If you know, is she going to stay in the condo she's at? Is she going to relocate? Is she going to move into senior living? And we're, so we're trying to figure all that stuff out. Right. So. Because of that, he was down here, and then we were like, hey, do you want to come on my podcast? <laughs> and he was like, sure. So he listened through a couple episodes, and sure. that didn't scare him off. I'll make a mistake. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> and so we're, we're captivating this this uh, mistake for eternity. Right. But the funny thing is, is the episode that he dropped in to listen to was the one where I was talking about looking for pinball machines for the garage. Oh, okay. And uh, we were talking about like that captain's auction where they sell like vintage pinball machines. Yeah. And come to find out, 
Steven's actually into vintage pinball machines, and he's had three. He has one currently. What what uh, what do you have? Uh, what I currently have is I've got a 1976 um, Gottlieb Buccaneer. Okay. So it's a pirate-themed pinball game. And so I looked it up. It's pretty rad, but yeah. it, it's it's of that vintage where it's mechanical, where it's, it's simplistic. It doesn't have all the crazy flashing lights right. or the weird ramps and all that complexity right. to it. But it's also to the point where you can work on it and right. replace pieces to oh, it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. A lot of them, they're, they're getting hard to find parts for, right? Uh, there are resources. I think the resources that I've used are on the East Coast. Oh, okay. But there are parts available. But I wonder, you, wonder why the East Coast more than just happened. Maybe they just had more machines. Uh, could more be. I think a lot of the machines were made in the Midwest, and so they maybe oh. were more enthusiasts on the East Coast. Got it. Yeah. They had crappier weather. They spent more time indoors, yep. and therefore... I don't know, man. Arcades were the rage. Yeah, but they have basements. Yeah. So you have room oh, yeah. for those collections, right? Yeah, so that's it, true. And the one thing that we were looking at, like, pinball machines, because we were talking about uh, what's what's the machine you want to get. Yeah. And we were talking about, you know, it'd be cool to get something that you played from your childhood. Like, you oh, get sure. familiar with it. Yeah, yeah. And one of the earliest pinball games that I remember playing was Kiss. It was a Kiss-licensed art uh, uh, pinball machine. That's one of the fancy ones. But it was in 1979. Oh, so not one. Of so the it's ones. not one of the super fancy ones because they have a newer one. Like I know Kiss had a newer one that was like all the crazy digital backboard and everything right. like that. Yeah. And yeah. so this was before that. I, I think the 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 score was like uh, um, segmented LCD, but it was the right. the backlit amber um, numbers and stuff. But yeah. the the board itself is is pretty straightforward. But the the cabinet had awesome graphics. It had like orange flames on a white background, and it had all the the uh, band members' heads mm. on the side, and I kind of want it. They're basically, just juggalos before juggalos. Yes, they <laughs> they're insane, but they're not a clown posse. No. But yes, there's a cat. Yeah, are you a Kiss fan? No. Okay, and that's the thing. I mean, from a theatrical standpoint, I'm familiar with their work, and yeah, yeah, I know yeah. who they are. Right. But it's it's more just the memories of playing that machine. That game, yeah. Because back in the '80s, that machine probably wasn't worth much. You know, it was in the arcade at the campground that we went to. Yeah. And so I just remember dumping a bunch of quarters into it over the years. And that machine that was probably worth a couple hundred bucks back then, it's probably five, six grand now. I would imagine that's probably what most pinball machines would go for at this point. Yeah, but... Like, the, just kind of the, a regular one, right? But it's the thing be that's, four or five that grand. Stephen was saying is, like, he's got a buddy that is kind of, like specializes in older arcade games. And yeah. So he'll just send him a text message. Hey, I just got this this uh, cabinet oh, in cool. or, or whatever and let's know. But he's been able to pick up pinball machines for hundreds of dollars, yeah, not yeah. thousands of dollars. So then it's kind of like, well, what could I get for a couple hundred bucks? Because that would be kind of fun. That would be fun. I never, I was less pinball than I was like video game or arcade game or even skee ball. But yeah, skee ball would be awesome. Yeah. But I think the thing that you put that. (laughs) Yeah. That's, that's a dedicated space. Like, right. Oh, next to my dining room table is my skee ball and Papa shot basketball. I'll bet you there's somebody. Oh, for sure. Yeah. My buddy actually has Papa shot in his house. Oh really? So he's got, yeah, he's got the arcade version. It's pretty rad, but it, it, you have to have vaulted ceilings and you need space for it. Yeah, definitely. But I think the reason why I like the pinball is because it's mechanical. Right, so right. there's that idea that okay, this is something that I can work on. Right, I could tinker with, I could fix, you know. So that way, if it's if it needs repair, it's like all right, I'll try that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, I'm sure there's plenty of resources, right? There's got to be. 
that that help you fix all that stuff. Yeah, there's it's so much information on YouTube; it's unbelievable. Oh yeah, yeah. YouTube. Right. Yeah. So you basically, as long as it's not like a solid state where everything's like on a printed circuit board, right. you're all right. You know, it's more mechanical, electro. You know, the relays and all yeah. that stuff. So it's like, all right, it's kind of cool. And you have like all of the the sounds, you know, right? The clacks, the clangs, and, and everything. So it's like, mm. it is. I mean, it's definitely one of those things that's mesmerizing when you walk into an arcade and hear all the noise, right? For sure. It's yeah. Like, like a, going into a pachinko parlor. Well, but I was less death. Say, as 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 a kid growing up, we had a pachinko machine on the wall in the garage. Yeah, my friends had one, and I never knew how to play. I didn't understand it. Yeah, as that far was as mine, I, where, was where, it really? Where did it end up? I don't know. It was in it was in the house that we had back in the day in Laguna Hills, yep. and it was in the garage. And I just remember, you know, you you pulling the handle, and all these little steel yeah. BBs or pellets just go flinging around, and they end up in this little tray. And then you would get some back. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I had no idea how it worked, but, I had but no it was idea. fun. It, not until an adult did I realize how the game is played, and it was a way of gambling mm-hmm. without really gambling. Right. And you would redeem your prize and at the pachinko parlor, walk out of the hall, and then walk down a couple doors, and then trade in your prize for cash. And so it was the weirdest, like, gambling, but non-gambling. It's It's... It's weird. It's Japanese. It's, yeah, yeah it's, for sure. And it's loud. Like I, you go in those places and you need headphones or uh, yeah, noise canceling, yeah, noise yeah, protection, yeah. just because something all the, like that. The clattering noise. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. my impersonation of a pachinko. Part. That's pretty good. So yeah, thank you. Tune in next week. And that was my <laughs> time warp to two weeks ago. I, it that took a circuitous <laughs> turn. Yeah, it yeah. went all the way back. It did. I liked it. There's uh dude. I rode a motorcycle for the first time in two months, which is kind of surprising. Very surprising. Why? I've just been. I well. Well, we've had rain. That rain. You've got a puppy. I got a puppy. It's cold, relatively yeah. speaking, and I hate saying that because we're. In, I get it. We're in Southern California. It's not actually cold. I have not wanted to put on jeans. Yeah. Or pants. It's been in the 30s overnight a couple of times. Yeah. Which is. I, I just chilly. I've had so much other stuff going on between you know working and the dog and just other random stuff that I just it kind of fell back by the wayside but i went ride, riding you, on friday are you gonna be one of those motorcycle dudes that trains their dog to like ride on the tank or no. get in the sidecar or something no 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 no. you should pick up like a year old sidecar uh, absolutely not no i can't stand those things what about you get one of those like uh backpacks and you put the dog in the backpack no he's, he's cool it's the motorcycle's my thing and you know he they make doggles oh i know yeah. they have rec specs I haven't heard of Rex Specs, but I know of Doggles, which I thought is a better pun. Well, Doggles are like the little ones that look like swim goggles. Yes. They have these big, like, tactical-looking ones that are called Rex Specs. I've seen, like, there was some... Or there's another brand. There's two brands. There's some dogs that work the airport, like, chasing off birds or something like that, and they have... They look like ski goggles, basically, but... Well, and actually, good thing that they make them. So I saw this thing on, you know, some stupid reel on Instagram, but it showed... It was a vet, and they said the guy brought his dog in for squinting. Like, the dog was just constantly squinting, and they had been on a hunting trip. Dude, they pulled a, no joke, probably four-and-a-half-inch-long stick ah! out of the dog, like, underneath the dog's ah! eye, out of its ocular cavity. Yeah. Nasty. Mm. Even better would have been if it just sneezed, and it came up through its sinuses Ugh. that way instead of going in. Oh, But anyways, yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah, so he got a stick in his I'm eye. I'm rubbing my eyes now just right? thinking about... Imagine just anything underneath your eyeball and like basically behind it, and it just shows them with tweezers and they. You've got a twisted Instagram like, <laughs> algorithm working. That's just gross. I get a lot of dog stuff. I get a lot of like uh, Zillow gone wild. I get that too. And like, and Ryan and I will trade links. I like the last one. Yeah, we found Ryan sent over a house. It was in Scottsdale. That's the only problem. And 
That it's in Scottsdale? Yeah, it's in Arizona. I wouldn't live there. And it gets a little warm, but yeah. the the picture starts off like the the series of images starts off. You see it from overhead, yeah, and all you see is like it looks like a square. It kind of looks like yeah, it's basically a square with no middle kind right, of yeah, like a big like open courtyard big, kind of thing, big thick border square. Yeah. And then it goes to street level, and all you see is like, like a, a short hill. wall and kind and of a hill in a hill yeah. and stairs, right? And then like the third or fourth photo in, you realize it's the house is shaped like a square donut, and it's in the ground. And so from the street level, all you see is a slight little hill yeah. and a little wall. But once you climb the stairs and down, you're into this two-story courtyard that's all glass facing this inner courtyard area. And it's kind of rad. It's super cool. It needs updating. Like, yeah. it, it's older, right? The but kitchen looks like it was from the 80s. And, and for stuff. some reason, there's like a plywood uh, wall. Did you see that? There's like a yeah. wall that's not even finished, which was weird, but whatever. I mean, it's easy enough to fix. You but just it, update it, it. It's a cool idea. It's the, the, the thing I find funny is if people of our age, Zillow is like the entertainment factor that you get this curiosity of seeing what people do in their houses. There's some wild stuff. <laughs> Yeah, the, my favorite part is people that have professional real estate listings and they have their sex dungeon depicted in the shots. <laughs> really? Yeah, so they'll take a picture of their house and all of a sudden yeah. you're like, hey, there's like a lock, you know, there's a stock in the in the bedroom and there's like a crop and then you're like, okay, and then it goes into the dungeon or whatever it is and it's got like chains and it's got like massage beds and all. you're like, oh, there's what? just a lot of weird stuff. Like the people, there's ones like uh, I saw one where they decorated the entirety of, I guess, a wing of their house. It looked like as like a starship. Yeah, and there was the one that was like a. It had. There's a castle. Yes, there was yeah. one that we shared. I can't remember. It had like an insane number of beds. Like it must. Have, <laughs> yeah. it, it must have been like a. Yeah. a, a it was like a weird somewhere. dorm or something. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like they they. It had like a vaulted ceiling, but they split it and they made it so it's like two very low ceiling rooms, each with like bunk beds yeah, in it. Yeah, it was bizarre. It's just people do some weird stuff. Hmm. And so Jeanette and I were laughing about that because we, I think you had sent me one in the morning and I was on a walk with her and we, I was showing her the pictures and we were just talking about how fun would it be just to have like a, like just an awesome house and then just randomly just have one item that people go like, what the hell? I think that I, I guarantee you every house, like there's somebody that walks in your house and goes, oh, that's weird. I saw I saw something in your house, Matt. Uh-oh. I was going to ask about it last night. The squirrel? The squirrel. Where did you get that? Etsy. I have a, I have a tax. Is it real? It was real, yeah. Well, I guess it still technically is. It is still real. Yeah. It's a, well, parts of it are. It's yeah. a taxidermied squir- squirrel. Squirrel. A taxidermied squirrel that I picked up off Etsy for Jeanette. Jeanette loves squirrels. Like, I don't know why, but back in the day when... AOL Instant Messenger was a, a thing. Her screen name was I'm a squirrel, but it was like I M A S Q U R L. And um, so she's always had a thing for squirrels. And I came across it on Etsy and she we talked about it. Like we had a, a we were at a friend's house and, and this was years ago. And my buddy Ryan, not the Ryan across from me, but another Ryan, uh, said that he'd always wanted. A uh, taxidermied squirrel, uh, like chugging a beer, like <laughs> what? Like, a, like kind of like a little Barbie, like that would be a giant scene. beer, right? Like a, a regular beer, or like a squirrel size. I don't know. But, okay, but just the image of a of a squirrel holding a beer was hilarious. Yeah, and Jeanette was all, "Oh yeah, that'd be awesome," and you know, because she likes squirrels. And I don't know how I came across it, or even thought to search of taxidermied squirrels on Etsy, but I did. And so on our TV wall, so we have the the, uh, the TV up above the fireplace in the family room, 
up above the wall, like about a foot and a half to the right of the TV, there's a squirrel and it looks like it's climbing down the wall. And it's, yeah, just, I've seen it. Yeah, it's just, yeah. Ha- it's hanging up on a little nail. It's up there and it's, it's been up there for uh, five, six years now. And then, uh, but a year or two ago, I picked up a vintage terracotta, uh, Indian or Mexican or Indian squirrel, uh, pottery. Huh? And so I've got that in the backyard. Is it a pot shaped like a squirrel or it's the depictions on it are squirrels? It's shaped like a squirrel, okay. but it's not a pot. Like you can't put anything in it. It's just a ceramic. A ceramic squirrel. Yeah, but it's terracotta vintage. Yeah. How, it, well, it's interesting. probably about 40, 50 years old. Oh, okay. So we've got that sitting in the backyard. Huh. And so, yeah, there's little squirrel things here and there. Uh, she's got a squirrel tattoo on her back, like yeah. on her shoulder blade. So, but yeah, the, the squirrel... I'm surprised that's what caught your eye. Oh, it did. I mean, and you're talking about it now. My wife, Audrey, loves rabbits. Okay. If I got her a taxidermied rabbit, not a chance. That thing is not coming in our house. (laughs) Yeah. No way. Because, see, I thought you would pick up on the artwork in the house. Because we have a topless photo of a lady that has... Oh, that's normal. ...happy faces painted on her boobs. (laughs) I I didn't even see it. Yeah. Yeah, That's a pretty good one. And the, the noses of the happy faces are her unpainted nipples. So, like, the areola is painted, so it's all yellow except for little pink noses. And it was done by um, a photographer that Jeanette works with. And so he's a super fancy fashion photographer and all stuff. And he had a gallery opening uh, or a gallery event, I want to say in That's L.A. Show, I think they just call that. Yeah, gallery, they, yeah, whatever. whatever. Yeah. And so he had the event. And after the end of the gallery thing, he's, his studios are in New York. And it was just way too expensive for him to ship everything back. So... He let us pick a piece. Oh, that's cool. And so that's hanging up in the living room. Yeah. And so that's usually what people, when they walk in, because it's in the living room, which is the first room of the house, but it's up on the wall, kind of high to yeah, your it's right. Not, it's not like eye level, so you wouldn't necessarily see it right, to right it. off the bat. But yeah, it, it's it's visible. So I, I thought that's what you were going to pick out. And that would be the thing that would kind of stand out maybe in, in the Zillow Gone Wild photos. Mm-hmm. If we were to ever sell our house, we'd yeah. have the, the happy squirrel, face boobs on the wall or the squirrel. Yeah. I haven't seen the, the every morning. Usually there's a troop of squirrels that run across the roof here and jump into the tree. And I haven't seen them in a while. Is it a family? Maybe they moved. Maybe they're yeah. Maybe they moved a couple trees down and you know what? They're good because it's annoying when they run across the roof back and forth. Really? Yeah. You can hear that? Oh, it's loud. Is your roof that thin? No, but because the, well, no. Are they on the gutter? Like what's making the, it's the, just their feet on the roof. There's a, I, I mean, there's a crawl space above this. That's, I, I'm assuming there's a crawl space. Are they overweight squirrels? Like, are they heavy footed? I mean, I'm no, but the like the living room ceiling, there's nothing there's right because nothing it's a vaulted that ceiling. It's vaulted, so yeah. it's you're just hearing them right on the roof, basically. But hey, it's not that loud, but it's loud enough. I'm like, what the hell was that the first couple of times? Did you think it was reindeer? Santa was coming. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I was like, but it's but it's June. You're all excited. No, I I I hate to break this to you, but uh, Santa's not real. I think we all have a little bit of Santa in us. Not in that way. <laughs> but no. just in the fact that we all have the capability of, of charity and, and helpfulness and... and, and no, being, not me. Not Cold, you. dark, black heart. Oh, you're full of coal. Yeah. Cold. Get it? Uh, I see. Jacob would appreciate that pun. <laughs> no, he would not. So we, we both worked with Jacob and... Mr. Brown. Mr. Brown. And... Uh, he will beat you over the head with a shotgun blast of puns. And it's not like he even needs any time to think about them. It's just like stream of consciousness, rapid fire, 
one after the other. He and should after- be a pun rapper. Like that could be his thing. Like <laughs> <laughs> go to poetry slams and just like pun rap. Right. Well, and now that he is an engaged man, I asked him if he was going to write his own vows and if they were going to have puns in them because I don't think he could not sneak at least one or two puns into his vows. Like I think that's how dedicated he is to his craft. I, I would imagine. So there'll be a couple. Are they writing their own vows? Is that what you? I don't know. That's no. just my 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 hope. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how, <laughs> I don't know how it works, man. <laughs> I don't think I wrote my own vows. I. Yeah. I don't remember. No, I know. I know. Like the 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 efficient of of our of they our make wedding you say stuff. Yeah, they make you say something. Yeah, it's yeah. just repeating after what what he was saying. Right. You know, but it. Some Bible mumbo jumbo. He riffed. He went freestyle. He, oh, yeah. He had like kinda, rapping. Kind of. I mean, he yeah. started with like a little story and, and kind of tied it in. It, it was entertaining and it was yeah. nice and it wrapped it. But it wasn't what I expected. But huh. at the same time, I was perfectly fine with it just because it fit the the mood of the event. Where did you find the officiant? He was a guy that I did talk radio with. Huh. He, he uh, I, I used to do automotive talk radio. I did like car and driver radio and, and right. motor train radio back in the day. And he was the host of the show. And he was a a registered efficient. And he performed a couple of uh, weddings. But his his only criteria was is that he only marries people that are going to stay married. He doesn't deal with. Well, I mean, a, that's kind of the idea in general, right? He, I don't think that's a. But he is batting 100%. Like, he hasn't had, in, in all the years that he's officiated marriages, everybody's still married. Has he ever said no to somebody? Maybe. I think he said he, he, really? I think he has. Because he's just like, no, no, I don't like this yeah, I don't, I don't, here. This isn't going to work out. This isn't worth no. my time. But the, the best part was, was Jeanette was getting her hair done at the venue, and they were in a room that had, a, you know, floor-to-ceiling windows. Sure. And the officiant comes rolling up, Alan comes rolling up in an Audi R8. Okay, and uh, the hairdresser's like, "Who's that?" And uh, Jeanette was like, "Oh, that's the efficient." He's like, "What church is he with?" <laughs> the Church of Gasoline. Yes, yes. The V Ten Church. Yeah, it was a it was a V Ten okay. at the time. Yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, because I, like I think it. they inter- they launched with the V Ten, and right. then they introduced the V Eight later on. But yeah, that was the uh, the V Ten Audi R Eight. So, Stephen, are you a watch guy? You like watches? No, I'm not big into oh, watches at all. Damn it. <laughs> did work. you pick up a watch? No, I did not. But I was digging through my safe uh, looking for something else completely. And I also wanted to see if my Monaco says tag or tag whore on it. And it's a tag whore. Whatever. Yeah. Um, but at any rate, uh, I found, I was looking through some stuff and I found a, a generic box. And I was like, what the hell is this? And I opened it up. Apparently, I had my Monaco serviced at some point. And that I you forgot about it? Yeah, I don't remember actually getting it serviced, but I did. Okay. $550. Is according to the receipt. How many years ago? Like it must have been four or five years ago. That's not too bad. It's not terrible. The my uh, um, moon watch was more than that to get serviced. Yeah, but they the it looks like the tag they just replaced a couple gaskets on it on the Monica or I mean the uh, the moon watch they did the crystal all the gaskets and springs and all kinds of stuff. So oh, interesting. But it's just interesting, like you know, you're talking about kind of a weird transition or a weak transition, but you know, talking about cars and getting stuff serviced and you have to service watches just like you have to service any, like any other mechanical thing. Have you ever sent any years or do you have any that need to go? My, my Omega is kind of too new to need service yet. It's I've only had it for, I think it's every two years. Yeah. I'm right at that, right at that point. Um, and then I had the vintage Seikos, but those were serviced before I got 
them. Yeah. Like they were serviced before they were sold to me. Um, but one of the vintage Seikos, I need to get the, the crown uh, adjusted because I can turn the crown and adjust it one way. But if I turn it the other way, the crown actually comes off of the stud. Oh, really? The pusher? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I need to get that fixed. Huh. I actually have uh, I have a marathon, which is, um, to their, I believe they're a Canadian company, and they do a lot of military contracts. So uh, they're big in, like, the search and rescue community. Apparently, this is just a, just a tool watch, but it's tritium dial, which is cool. So all the points are tritium. So they're no matter what, they you can, you can, see, you it. can see it. Yeah. Um, and it's a really nice watch, really, really well-built piece. But uh, I think the one I have is, like, a Canadian military contract um, piece. So it's really neat, just an interesting thing, and I, I, like, I like wearing it. But... They're really well known, so it's a screw down crown, right? And there's tube strips. Oh, so I've got to send it in and get it fixed. And I, it's did been, you send it to Canada? No, there's a guy in the states that's a dealer or something for them, and it's not expensive. It's like fifty bucks. It's just the time. Involved. It's the I have to get the watch, go find the thing, and you have to. There's like some weird process to get a hold of the guy. It's I don't I mean I don't know if the watch is worth insuring for much. Yeah, it's probably a. I mean, I guess it would be. It's probably, it's not, I don't think it's a $1,000 watch, but something close. Right. So, so remember how, uh, what was it, maybe about a month ago or so, Grayson picked up his first serious remote control car. He got the Traxxas Rustler 4x4. He yeah, saved yeah, up yeah. his Christmas money. <laughs> right. So he's had that, and we've gone out to a couple of different local neighborhood park kind of things to play with it. And we've had so much fun. Did you find the track? Did you go to the RC track? Uh, there's one in Mission Viejo in a private neighborhood, and then there's one in Lake Forest that's like an unofficial park that it's a weird area between like a water reservoir and some other things that yeah. it's it's the type of spot where kids bring their shovels and yeah, yeah, yeah. jumps and, right. and stuff out of, yeah. except it's on a hillside, so it's got a really crazy mountain biking terrain course on sure. it. But then there's flat area where either toddlers on little bikes can do it, or you can rip around on your RC cars. That's cool. So we went there and did that, but we had so much fun playing that yeah. I kind of wanted my own RC car. And so you got one. And so I got one, and it got delivered last Monday. And okay. then, of course, we had crappy weather, so we had to deal with the rain. And so finally Thursday, I was able to take it out and play with it for the first time. And I can't tell you how much fun it is just to do nothing but play with an RC car jumping it off ramps. Is it a... Um Two-wheel drive or four-wheel drive? I, I went the cheaper route. So I, it's a two-wheel drive. It's a Traxxas uh, one-tenth scale slash is the model. And it's ready to run. It's like a truck, right? It's a, yeah. It looks like a stadium. Uh, yeah, like a super truck. Super truck. Yeah. Um, and it was like 229 bucks all in. It's like got the That's transmitter. It's got the battery pack. Yeah. And it's ready to run out of the box. Yeah, yeah. And it top speed of 30 miles an hour. And so it it, it keeps up with Grace's truck just as as great as i expected the yeah. only difference being is his is four-wheel drive All right mine's two-wheel drive but you can do better donuts and i can do better flips the, oh yeah that's true <laughs> for what i didn't realize it and so like steven came over and we were at the house playing with it and then i let him play with it and he took it off we have a little sheet of plywood that's probably three feet long by two feet that's wide yeah propped up on the box that the car came in yeah and so it's launching the trucks up and so he tries it and takes it off the side so it, it barrel rolls. Oh, it's okay. like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm like, I ah, don't worry about it. I'm like, you want to take it off the ramp again? He's like, no, I don't want to ruin your, your truck. And so I'm like, all right, no worries. And so I take it. Literally, the next thing I do is I do a, a front over flip off the ramp. Oh, nice. Because apparently you're supposed to keep the throttle pegged when yes. you clear. I'd let off the throttle like midair and uh, it just nosedive and flipped right. spectacularly. 
but landed on its wheels and kept going. Well, that's cool. So, I mean, compared to the way they used to be, like back when we were kids, they're pretty indestructible. Well, and or now, I should say indestructible. They're a lot harder to break. And now yeah. Steven wants one. I do. Yeah. Yep. I had, I mean, I've told you this, I've had a couple of axials, but it's been years. I, I just didn't use them enough. That was the problem. You know, I have so many toys. I don't need more. As your Lego collection continues to grow. No, <laughs> I have not purchased Lego in months and months. Really? Yeah. It's been a while. Although any- there is some new stuff coming out, like the new Speed Champion stuff. Yeah, so that, I'll probably end up with that. But those I, are like twenty dollar pieces. So yeah, yeah. And then there's um, uh, the helmet series, like from the Star Wars stuff. They're doing Vader, or excuse me, Luke's Red Five helmet. So I'll have to get that. I don't know what that is. Uh, his X-wing helmet. Oh, okay. But what's cool about it is they did. They were gonna. I, they talked about doing a head in it. Yeah. But instead of that, he's got like the chin strap and the little microphone, oh, and cool. there's no head. It's just on a, like a. A pedestal thing, yeah. So it's it's pretty cool. It looks like the helmet, the motorcycle helmet that's up on the shelf up there. Are you gonna build a, your own head in there to make it fit? No. Make it look like you're Luke? No, God, no, no. I already have a like a X-wing helmet, motorcycle helmet. Oh, well, yeah. There you go. HJC did this cool, Star Wars this, yeah, branding thing. thing, and it's cool because it's got a little flip down um, like visor yeah, shield yeah. that's yellow, right. just like which, it was like in, the, in movie. the movie. Yeah, so which is pretty cool. I've never worn it on the bike because it's I can't. I just can't be that guy. I have a black motorcycle helmet. It's good enough. <laughs> You're not the guy that has the fake rubber mohawk on top of the oh, helmet God, or whatever? No, no. It looks like no. a brush. Both of my helmets are black. One of them have, I have like a, uh, you know, one of the mirrored visors on it. Yeah. And I was on a road trip through Canada um, and I, the suit that I had or the, the riding gear I had at the time was mainly like a, not white, more like a kind of a cr- cream color. Anyways, I, I got off the bike at a Tim Hortons and this kid looks at his dad and goes, dad. The spaceman rides a motorcycle. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> that was like the best thing I've ever heard somebody say. That is a, that's a, that's a pretty awesome. Like just I don't. Is it a compliment? But just I think so. Yeah, right. I, I would agree. He thought I was an astronaut. Yep. I'm into it. So I um, I, and again, this is another one of those things where unexpectedly I come across an ad on social media, and I can't remember if it was on Facebook. or Every on ad Instagram. on social media these days is unexpected. There's so sort much of, random but, crap. But this one was an, an ad from my credit card company, from Chase. Oh, okay. And I have a Chase uh, United Airlines card. And they're running a promo where if you sign up between now and the end of March, and you have uh, one of the Chase United cards, you can get five airline miles for every dollar spent at Amazon, restaurants, and grocery stores. Wait, five? Miles for every dollar spent. So five to one. Five to one. Usually it's one to one. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes you'll get like a two for one, like if you buy like airline tickets or something like that. So this is five to one. So I am eating out more often and I am buying more small crap on Amazon just to coop the the quintuple rewards. Yeah, that's a good deal. But again, I would have never like it's one of those things where it's like, dude, I get the bill every month. I don't ever see this offer in the in the envelope. Is it one of those weird things where they send you an email? And it's like activate it. It wasn't even an email. I, I didn't see it until I saw it in social media. Oh, and weird. I, and I saw it. And I clicked on it. And Do you have to activate it? Yes. I hate that. And so that's the, so dumb. And you activate it. And then the thing that was kind of shady is you click on the the ad, like the learn more. Yeah, yeah. And it takes you to another site where it asks you to enter the last four of your social and your your birth date that's and I'm a like, hard pass yes yeah. so then i'm like okay yeah. i'm not doing that right and then so then i go into the the chase the actual app the app yeah you can't do it in the app what? so i went to chase.com go to the actual desktop yeah. website and then you can do it from the actual website but the verification still 
the last four. Yeah, but you're on the the side. But you're on the side. Yeah, yeah. I I get a lot of stuff emails from Chase because I have some Chase cards as well. Yeah, and I get emails from them like activate for five percent at grocery or whatever, and I'm just like, no, that's no, thank you. I just do. I use the Amazon card to buy stuff off Amazon. That's it. That's the only thing I ever use it for because I get five percent back. Right. That's it. Oh, speaking of Amazon, there's a new Amazon Fresh that just finished construction. I guess I don't know if it's open yet. Not too far from my house. Dude, have you you didn't go to this? No, one no, yet. I haven't been it's to that so one. So freaking have, weird. Have you ever been to those Amazon? What Fresh? is it? It's it, their grocery store. Oh, and it's a, a trip because you walk in and you can get it. They have like a smart cart, and you log into your Amazon account, and then it basically links to the cart, and everything you put in, it scans it automatically, so you, you okay. don't it like knows what's in your cart. Mm-hmm. If you're buying like let's say uh, vegetables that require weight, you punch in a code, set it in. The cart's got a built-in scale. scale. And then when you go to leave, you hit a couple buttons, take your stuff and leave. And you just walk out. Yeah, yeah there's no cashier. You just yeah. walk right out. Oh. It's trip. It's it's worth going. It's I mean, it's not overly expensive. It's mm-hmm. about the same because Amazon's actually pushing grocery prices down. They, with, when, since they bought Whole Foods, they mm-hmm. pushed they those prices down. They lowered prices on stuff, yeah. yeah. So it's not like crazy expensive, but it's definitely worth the experience but just maybe to be that's like, this just, is weird. Maybe that's just their Uber approach. They'll lower prices to you know gain customers and then eliminate competition and then once there is no competition then they'll jack the prices back I up i don't know yay capitalism yay jeff bezos so i opened yeah. instagram just now just to okay. see what the, f- the very first ad chase no tustin brewing company oh okay well <laughs> that makes sense yeah so that one it, this is less weird than i thought it was gonna be because i would have I started laughing yeah it would have been pretty I saw good. that now, I got an ad the other day, and I got super excited, and I clicked on it because I wanted to buy it, yeah. and it doesn't exist for adults. What do you mean? So, there's an underwear brand called Saks, S-A-X-X, mm-hmm. and I guess it has a pouch for your sack or something. I don't know. But the... But wait, but it doesn't exist for adults. Was it for toddlers? Kids. Yes. So, it's... Well, it was labeled Saks Men's Undercover Cotton Kids Briefs, which, so I guess it's... Wait, so you're... I can't figure out if it's for men or women or so kids, men or kids. Kids have. But I wanted it because hot it's a pair oh. of boxer briefs with, with the, the Oscar Mayo Wienermobile yeah, all cool. over the front of it. <laughs> and I was like, Wait, dude, I want this. Those are, those are That's cool. But just to be clear, we're, they're making underwear that children could I, wear. Well, I they think, have like a. What I, I think know. this was was like a father son pair. Oh, like, but well, then get them. But they don't have the adult sizes. Oh, I see. Like and, they're out. They're, it's not. I can't find them on the website. It's not uh, available. All it shows is the the kids' wienermobile, and I want the adult wienermobile. I guarantee you, maybe not through that company, but I guarantee you could find wienermobile printed underwear. Yeah, possibly. Probably on Etsy. <laughs> what isn't on Etsy? Actually, well, I have no idea. I bought shelves off Etsy. the The little clothes project that we were working on in Jeanette's uh, oh, little yeah, workspace. Yeah, yeah. We found some, uh, it's reclaimed lumber, and this place is out of New York, and apparently it's all they specialize in is floating shelves. And so it's it's a actual piece of dimensional lumber that they auger out some holes that'll slide onto a metal a shelf bracket. bracket. Yeah. And it's like the Ikea-style shelves where the metal bracket bolts up, and it's got like three or four pipes coming out of the, the yeah. metal bracket, and then the, the shelf slides on top of it. So we order those, I want to say like early January, and it took six weeks um, and they shipped and they arrived. Six weeks. And they're Back. built to order because yeah. you can custom order the dimensions, like the, the width oh, of yeah, the shelves. Yeah, right. um, you can select from a couple of different fixed depths and then you can pick the stain color. Yeah. So I didn't, yeah, I bought furniture off of Etsy. I bought a taxidermy squirrel off Etsy. I have bought 
a grand total of nothing from Etsy. I don't think. I We used to buy more stuff back when it was still mostly handcrafted materials. Yeah, isn't it kind of a lot more commercial stuff now? They open yeah. it up to basically, because they make a fee off every transaction. You know, like you post something, they get a fee. Oh. You sell something, it's they eBay. get a fee. It's kind of turned yeah. into that. And so they're fine with local sellers. So you could be reselling stuff that you bought off wish.com or no. any of those random like kind of crappy chi- you know Alibaba from China like miscellaneous stuff the second ad micro center the $99 3d yeah, printer the creality ender 3 pro 3d printer i've seen that one a couple times i don't i don't I do you trust a 3d printer for 99 bucks yeah wouldn't the filament cost you more than 99 bucks i got so much filament it's not even funny what's the last thing you 3d printed uh probably a year ago it's been at least that long. I I still need to go and recalibrate everything. The I was printing some stuff, and I came in here one day, and then it was just a giant melted blob uh, of stuff, and it, the nozzle was all plugged up, and I, so I've, I had to clean a bunch of it, heat it up, clean it, and now I've got to go back and recalibrate. And you like my um, my stopper is a little pig. I had like this oh, weird see that. rubber yeah, yeah. pig toy that I got stuck on there, so it would <laughs> it wouldn't bump into stuff. But yeah, I I need to get it going again. I just I don't know what I'm going to print next. So my buddy picked up a, a Ford Maverick pickup truck. Was able to find one. Yeah, he ordered it a couple months oh, okay. ago. You know, and he took delivery of it maybe two or three weeks ago. So Did he mini truck it out yet? He went the slightly different way. He he tinted it. Okay. He upsized the tires. Okay. So he went up a little bit larger, okay. and then he had a leveling kit for the front end to lift it. Mm. So it's got like about an inch and a half lift up front. It's just like a coil spacer. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it looks good. Yeah. It's, it's a black truck, you know, so it's all black. But the cool thing is, is they have this, I can't remember what Did he get the hybrid? Uh, no, he got the, cause he wanted the all wheel drive. Oh yeah. Okay. And so he, I can't remember what Ford calls it, but they have a program. They have these weird little mounts, like little receiver, like half slots. Okay. That you can 3d print accessories to fit inside. So the rear center, the rear console yeah. Has a little T notch and then they released the plans, like the dimensions online, and people are making 3D printed accessories. Like a phone holder? A phone holder. He's got a 3D printed cup holder. Okay. That holds the uh, two two bottles or two cups yeah. for the back seat. But it's kind of fun in the fact that like they're like, hey, we know people are gonna use these trucks for whatever purposes. Right. And here are these accessory mounting points, in which case you can then build your own 3D printed accessory that's that cool. fits yeah, that's cool. to hold your phone, to hold your cup, to, yeah. to do whatever with. Right, right, right. So you could start making some Ford Maverick accessory cup holder things. I could, but I won't. But you could. But I won't. But you don't have to. You just have to program it, and that does all the work. <laughs> right, but then what do I do with it? Because I don't have a Ford Maverick, right? But you could make enough money to buy a Maverick T-shirt? <laughs> well, but no. I see. Then that means that I have to like do something to know, let right? people know that I'm selling a product that I'm making that I don't want to make. Just make one of those annoying Instagram ads, and they'll be targeting everybody. <laughs> did did you so i I know you heard about this boat of porsches and volkswagen did you hear about this there's a a boat uh, that's bringing vehicles from germany to the united states and it caught fire uh 
And then they, the crew abandoned ship. Crew abandoned ship. And they were there's a salvage company trying to salvage it, but they've been having problems, I guess, putting out the fire completely because it's the one of the EVs started the fire. Hmm. Uh, unlike Billy Joel, it did start the fire. And I think there's like 1,400 vehicles. Or 1,400, all of them done. Total losses. Really? I don't know That's if it was all of it. I, I've heard, yeah. There, yeah, I've, I've heard loss. it's basically all of them. But I've also heard that it's technically when the ship is abandoned, it becomes finder's keepers. Yes, and it's self-insured, by the way. What does that mean? Uh, Volk, the Volkswagen Group self-insured. Oh, okay. Boat. Yeah, so it's like some, and there were a bunch of Bentleys and all kinds of stuff on there, so some ridiculous amount of money. But Porsche GT4s are gone. Yes. Gone, and they're not going to make them more. Well, they might now because well, maybe they will now. But flame. yeah, one of my my friends in San Diego is waiting for his. Yeah, I think Matt Farrow, the smoking tire, had a. Matt's was on that boat. On that right? boat, yeah, yeah. This one is luckily my friends is on a totally different boat that hopefully won't catch fire. But that's crazy. I'm surprised that it was literally like, all right, we're leaving the boat. See you guys. I mean, I understand. Well, if you're the crew, right? I'm out. Boats don't have fire suppression systems. I mean, you have a uh, whole bunch of water around you. Couldn't you not just suck? Yeah, up? but EV batteries, you can't just throw water on them. Oh, that doesn't right. work. That's so right. I guess there's an issue with they don't have, <laughs> apparently didn't have the right foam. Or yeah, whatever, or whatever it, it is. So and I don't know. I didn't read the entire story. I just know that it's a boat. The Instagram of- article is too long. Yeah, I, I can barely read a headline these days. Right. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm out. I don't I don't have that kind of patience. But I'll scroll Instagram for two hours. You have the patience to scroll. You have the patience to stop and read. Yeah, exactly. And then I'll just get news from other people. <laughs> I've, you know, there's people that just, hey, this is what's going on. I have one friend. He'll send me articles all the time. And I go, I'm not going to read it. And, I, I, and eventually I get a recap. I get a, uh, um, a morning email that covers like the, the daily news. And so it gives you like kind of like a high level overview of what's going on like in the U.S. and worldwide and stuff. And then there's links to articles and if you're interested in where's more, the email from new york times oh okay yeah but the link is to a bunch of paywall right. articles but if you just turn on the uh reader view like on your phone it, oh you can get to them that way? yeah it bypasses oh. the uh Didn't the login yeah so use the reader view on your phone there you go and you can read pretty much any new york times article you have to click on the reader view button before before the pop-up appears but once you do that you can read the full article huh so uh yeah Save yourself some money. But on the flip side, you know, if you really want to support the free press, you could pay for it. So it is kind of shitty how, like, you know, like people are getting their news, free news, and it's all maybe not necessarily the real news. Right. So the fact that most of the credible journalist sources are charging for their content, but the stuff that gets widely shared is the, the garbage. Is the garbage. So that, that is kind of poopy. It's a live update. Yes, uh, according just, to your watch. Just got this now. Uh, update. Vehicles in, in the, impacted by the Felicity Ace incident have been reordered. We encourage you to remain in close contact with your Porsche dealership for further updates. Note, vehicles presently awaiting shipment from Germany are currently undergoing scheduled delivery. I wonder if they'll let you have two for the price of one. One that's charred, the original <laughs> order, and then the one that... Because, I mean, they're going to have to dispose of them somehow because it's not like you can... They can do anything with a, a charred vehicle. Oh, no. They're actually... Sorry, I missed, misread the end of this. It says, Germany are currently undergoing scheduling updates and additional scheduling changes might occur. So they may take people's cars and give them to other people, it sounds like. Huh. Which we kind of messed up. Now you just wait longer. Yeah. But, I mean, he's already got to wait till April. So my, my brother, Stephen, ordered his truck online. 
You did? What'd you order? He did the Carvana experience. Ah, how'd that go? It went really well, except yeah. for delays in delivery. Because of? At first, they said there was a check engine light issue, it, but then it was literally they didn't have drivers to get it right. to me. So how, you, where was it coming from? Uh, I came from down here. I came oh. from Southern California. And okay. I, you know, I live up in is the there, Sacramento area. But I was going to say, is there a Carvana uh, vending machine dealer whatever up there? There's kind of like a transfer okay. whatever lot up yeah. in Sacramento, yeah. Did they deliver it to your house? Yes. Yeah. On their, with their weird-sided the, the flatbed, flatbed thing? Bed, yeah. yeah. I wonder why they have sides on those. Marketing. Uh, right? Because I mean, yeah. I think it just makes it stand out. Yeah, it makes sense. It just looks goofy. Yeah, but Carvana actually was in the news this past week. They bought an auction house, like an automotive auction house for like... see that. For $2.3 billion. With a B. With a B. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Apparently, they're making enough money or they see the, the potential yeah. in increasing their access to used vehicles. Right. So they bought the auction house. What did you buy? What kind of truck? Uh, Ford F-150. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah, those are great trucks. I really like them. Yeah. I miss mine. In a way. And I've always been a Toyota guy. This is my. I, it was hard for me to switch. Yeah. Speaking and of Toyota, how about the new Tundra? I'm not... Not feeling how it looks. No, no. It does. It's massive. It's yeah. It's huge. Yeah. It's good. I do not like the stupid digital camo red interior that they've got going. Oh, for the the TRD Pro Pro edition. I think the problem I have is like, I understand that trucks are functional, but then there's so much now of it is a styling exercise of some sort of like grandeism. Like everything has to just be massive and brutal. Right. Like I mean, there is. I've seen pictures of auto show, like people go see, swing by the, the Chevy booth or the Ford booth or the Dodge booth, and the hood of the truck is like six feet off the ground, <laughs> you know, at the top of the hood. Yeah. And you realize if you got like a small kid or, or, or a smaller person in front of it, you, you can't, can't see, see them right. from the driver's seat. Right. And there's no reason why the truck's hood has to be six feet off the well, ground. It's got to be a box. <laughs> yeah. A, the biggest box you can build. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Toyota is going to do a, uh, I guess, a Raptor, and I'm air quoting, yeah. Raptor competitor with the uh, with the Tundra, which, eh, whatever. But I think that's why like the Ford Maverick is becoming such the hit because it's an actual mini truck. Right. It's a compact truck that does ninety percent of what most people need right. with a truck, but doesn't have that massive footprint. The new Ranger is not that big. Oh, the new Ranger is like... But the, the Ranger has grown oversized. If you compare it to the, oh, the yeah, Ranger yeah, we sure. knew right. in the 90s and stuff. I, st- I do really like the new Ranger. I think it's freaking cool looking. And, and there's going to be a Ranger Raptor. Yes, so they confirm that it is coming to the United States. And that I'm... Dude, I love my Forerunner, but... Ooh, that's You would go the Ranger Raptor? I would. Really? Yeah. Huh. It's going to be way too much money. It'd be like 80 grand probably. But your Forerunner... I think the Bronco, be- I think the Bronco Raptor thing, the Raptor, whatever you're going to call it, is going to be... 80, I think, is what they're going to be. But don't you think your your slightly used Forerunner is now worth like 75? No, it's more. <laughs> no, but I did get an offer for more than I paid. The yeah. only, I think we've talked about this. The problem is there's, I have way too much aftermarket money in it. Right. And I will never get that back. So it's not worth it. And so, you can't find anything else anyways. Like it's, I could sell the Forerunner, but then what do I do? I'm stuck yeah. with just a bike. So what's been the biggest challenge with driving a new truck? Are you used to like the turning radius and, and parking it in compact spots and parking no, structures? No, I went from a Prius to this <laughs> that is a leap it's it's been a challenge okay yeah yeah and, and the, the f-150 is not small no yeah. what year is it uh 19 oh yeah they're definitely not small yeah. it's yeah. a good sized truck so yeah. steven has like interesting career path he works as a sign language interpreter okay because you know our parents being deaf we were fluent in it so uh-huh. it makes sense to do that but then he also has like a, a cabinet making interest like so he deals with what kitchen cabinets 
Yeah, just cabinetry in general. Cabinetry in general. That's so cool. So the, the truck totally fits the cabinetry thing. Right. The sign was interpreting part, the Prius probably would have fit just fine. That's why I got it. <laughs> but now that I'm doing everything remotely as far as interpreting, I can have a truck again. Wait, so you... They're doing do video video interpreting. So they, they'll have a screen in the room. Yeah. And the, the there's a camera so he can see the deaf person, yeah. hear the hearing person, and just sign. And so he's on screen in the room. That's a trip. Well, that actually haven't be there in person. That's pretty cool. Yeah, Zoom, Microsoft Teams, yeah. Skype. Huh. Yeah. That's really cool. Makes it easy. Technology. Yeah. You have a green screen and like cool background. I actually do. Well, I don't use a cool background because it's distracting. So oh, yeah. I just kind of monochrome blue and, yeah. and go. That's yeah. smart. Apparently with sign language, you're supposed to wear like solid colors, like, you know, a black. Well, so yeah, because like, the hands have the contrast. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. I'd be wearing plaid. I used to work as a sign language interpreter like when yeah. I was younger. Like, yeah. I, nothing serious, but just I would interpret like for the... Uh, postal employees like there was at the mail processing centers uh, they had a handful of deaf employees and so I would go and interpret their weekly safety meetings you know and, and I'd do that but the 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 professional sign language interpreter attire is supposed to be like a solid dark color which makes sense which I don't as long as own. it contrasts with your hands so if right. you're darker darker complected lighter what right. about white gloves <laughs> no we're not miming <laughs> that's true yeah okay fair enough yeah but yeah i mean that that totally makes sense because you especially like with a pattern right you can lose a lot of stuff yeah but the thing that i always found funny was like you know growing up in a deaf household i conversed with thousands of deaf people in all sorts of attire and i never had any problem yeah but you're not trying to get people from 15 20 30 feet away they weren't that far away no that's what i'm saying but But, yeah yeah when you're doing interpreting stuff at a distance yeah yeah or a concert one that would be fun those That's concert guys, yeah. The the videos of the, that girl is super into Have it. Have you ever interpreted a concert? I will not do music. Really? No? No. Just too hard? or It's very challenging. And music, we all have our own interpretation of what songs mean. Right. Yeah. So unless I could sit down with Eminem and, and say, understand. okay, you know, you know, what did this really mean? Did you watch the uh, sign language interpreters for the, uh, the halftime performance of the Super Bowl? Yeah, I saw recordings of it. What did you think? Uh, well, they're deaf, so yeah. yeah, I'm not gonna. I can't criticize their work. I, you know, I've heard it was it was good. And yeah. So that's also that's also a thing where there's actually multiple interpreters. You can have like a English to sign language interpreter, right? And then there could be also a deaf interpreter that goes from sign language to sign language, right? It just blew my mind <laughs> that, that that is yeah, a that's, thing, but it, it makes weird. sense just because it's it's kind of conveying that that authenticity and, and making it familiar to the to the recipient well, because it's not word for word right so to actually understand and to convey yes. the meaning it's one thing to do that it's another thing to just do the words right. yeah. yeah yeah that makes total sense i could totally picture you doing music though i like could do it for Daft bands Punk? that i was into if i was really into around the, the world around the world just like fifty thousand times <laughs> signing that no, that would do that'd be terrible <laughs> <laughs> or like edm just doing oh oh no yeah, but I can, I can see how that would be hard because it, it, there is a lot of artistic license because I've seen sign language interpreters performing at concerts and you're looking at it and you're like, okay, I, I, I see that. And then other parts are like, oh, but you glossed over this part to convey that part. Right. So right. It's, and they're fast. I mean, the, the songs, like usually like with conversation, there's pauses. Yeah. And so you have a chance to kind of catch up or finish interpreting. But imagine well, having to do it for like a locust show. There's a band, they do all their songs are 30 seconds, and they're like, 
Yeah, that yeah. would be hard. That would be super difficult. Have you ever done any like th- theatrical interpreting, like uh, I stage wanted performances? To. I have not. I've stage interpreted, but not for performance. I've done you know lectures and, and, and presentations and things like that, but not. Uh, we were actually driving through Oregon, and we stopped off where they have the uh, Shakespeare Festival. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and I actually went in and said, "Hey, you know, I'd love to." But they have their own kind of group of people Middle that group. they work with. Yeah. It would take a bit to get into that. But that like, would, how that do would you look me. in tights? <laughs> <laughs> you have to start off being like some kind of like gopher or something, right? Yeah. You have to be the, the whipping boy for a little bit. Is that just our sodas? I have no idea what you <laughs> I don't know where you're going <laughs> yeah. with it. I don't I know like, either. All right. Yeah, that's, that's all I got on that. So what's been the strangest scenario you've had to be an interpreter in? Has there any been one where you're like, I can't believe I'm doing this? Oh, wow. I'd have to think about that for a little bit. Yeah, because mine was like, you know, the post office thing. It was, what I thought was interesting was the, and I don't remember specifically at the time, but the the safety discussion that they were having. I mean, it was to the entire uh, facility, yeah. but you realize that somebody had to have royally done something stupid to then warrant this don't do this type of message. <laughs> right. You know, it's like, don't put your crotch on in this, you know, processing machine kind of thing. <laughs> and I just remember interpreting that going, why what am happens? I? Yeah. yeah. And of course, you don't have any of the context. So right. all you know is like, okay, don't do this. Right. But you're trying to put the pieces together because you don't know what happened. But you're like, whoa. So I would, I, I see, I, I would be the person that's like, excuse me, what, what happened? Right. Can you explain this to me? Well, and that's the thing is, as the interpreter, you're, you're not a part of the conversation. Right. You're just, you're just there to, right. Pass the message along. So weird. now, granted, if the if the the deaf person had a question, yeah, then you would be able to relay that question to right. the, to the presenter or anything like that. But yeah, you're not interjecting yourself into the conversation, right. so that's that's always interesting. But I'd I mean, say the interest, probably the most interesting thing that I've had to interpret would be within the realm of processing phone calls for deaf people. So there's a video relay service, yeah, and so you know, providing communication. So. Um, you know, people's phone conversations. So think about the conversations that you have or that other people may have. So we're talking drug deals or soliciting prostitutes. <laughs> um, you know. But I, you, it's a service calls. that you still have to provide. Absolutely. That's so weird. Absolutely. That's so bizarre. Yeah, my uh, my stepdad's sister is deaf. So okay. yeah, familiar with some of the stuff, but not to the extent, obviously. But yeah, that would be a trip. Yeah, we were talking about like last night, the fact that, I mean, we both grew up in, in deaf households and yeah. the amount of work that we had to do as kids for our parents to help them interpret and, and, right. and make calls and stuff. And then now how technology has has advanced to the point where thanks to uh, video streaming and the smartphone, right. you can have a conversation, you know, and using somebody like Steven over the internet relay conversation and how much that has simplified the uh, the the process for deaf people because it's always been this huge hassle yeah like i remember having to go through a bunch of stuff and just jumping through hoops and then now it's it's easy enough that they can do it on their own right so and facetime was probably huge game changer oh yeah right? for video yeah, yeah video chat like yeah. face-to-face because back in the days i remember there's a telecommunication di- device for the deaf the tdd i remember that thing and you're you typing on it it's like a keyboard that's got a phone receiver uh that you would take the phone handset and put it in the cradle right. at the top. And it sounded like a fax machine like, <laughs> as you were typing. And it's a single line text display that's scrolling. And so you type your text and it scrolls across and the message prints out on thermal receipt paper. So you can like have records of the conversation. But when you're done typing, you have to then type GA 
which means go ahead. Right. So the other person on the other end goes, oh, okay, my turn to type. And it's just, it's like watching CNN and reading the news headlines <laughs> scrolling across the bottom of the screen. Right. That was how the conversation was between two deaf people. Right. And it's just, it mat- it's just super tediously, painfully slow compared to picking up the phone and having a stream of consciousness, co- uh, you know, conversation. Right. Then Can you imagine know, having an argument with one of those. <laughs> you don't ever the I, I would have to say deaf arguments can be some of the most violent arguments you've ever seen because the hand signs are done with such force they're slapping and smacking their their hands their head their body right as they're gesturing and there's so much anger being conveyed that you're impressed that they're not hurting themselves <laughs> right because it's so abrupt and I can't imagine having to do that like in a call center, just dealing with that. I mean, after the call's over, you just like, whoo, like yeah. take a break, go for a walk kind of thing, and then calm down. Yeah, it's it, it can be a challenge. I mean, that conversation is running through you. So, I mean, there's definitely some vicarious trauma there once you're done. It, definitely. You, do you feel like your, your blood pressure kind of spikes kind of thing when you're in the... Yeah, it can happen, but it can also be very cathartic. If you're already pissed off, then you can kind of release some energy if it's appropriate. <laughs> so, yeah, it works. That'd be nice. You're having a, a crappy day at work or whatever, and, and the person that's calling you is just slightly annoyed, but the person you're calling is getting their slight anger plus all of yours, and it's just above and beyond in terms of like just the rage. They're like, sorry, we just made, made your pizza order wrong. I don't understand why you're <laughs> yelling at me so much. I would be mad. Don't make my pizza order wrong. <laughs> I can't remember the last time I've had a screwed up order. I've had them delivered pretty badly, but I can't imagine. What do you mean, like upside down? Yeah, you know, like the they went around a corner, so all the <laughs> toppings that kind of slid oh, off the pizza yeah. kind of thing. Uh, or, you know, it stuck to the lid, but nothing terrible. But it's also been forever since I've ordered delivery pizza. The last time I ordered a delivery pizza, which is probably within the last last couple months, I would say, I was actually really disappointed. That was a bummer. So there's Zito's, which I love. I love their pizza. Yeah. And it showed up, and it was the saddest Zito's pizza I've ever gotten. And I just a pepperoni pie. That's all I wanted. And it just wasn't. It was just kind of. Yeah. Like, nothing about it was what it should have been, one of those kind of things. It is kind know? of a letdown. Yeah. When you have the expectation and the reality isn't as good. Yeah. That is a downer. Yeah. Maybe maybe ordering Zito's sober is the problem. Oh. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Uh, or or maybe is it was a problem with the delivery process? No, the the crust was thicker than usual. The toppings weren't as pre- like prevalent as normal. It was just kind of like they half-assed it, I guess. Nice. Maybe they were just super busy, and it did take forever. It was like an hour and a half for delivery, and it's down the street. Yeah, literally down the street. It's at the circle. Why'd you order delivery if you could have just walked over there and picked it up? Uh, I was not here. I was heading home. Oh, so one of those just, things yeah. were like, and I didn't have. I don't, I don't want to deal with parking over there. True, true. Right? So it's easier. I, I could have walked over there, but I didn't. Yeah. We walked over to the brewery last night, over to Chapman Craft, and had a beer. Well, and I was taking the dog for a walk, so we stopped and you, had a yeah. beer. Yeah. <laughs> and it was actually pretty pretty calm. There wasn't very, it wasn't very busy last night, yeah. which was nice. And that your dog brewery comment reminds me of, we also had a conversation, thanks to Instagram. Uh, you found some brewery that specializes in dog oh, it's a dog park slash brewery basically but it was somewhere on the east coast yeah it's either the midwest or the east coast and then i showed him there's one down in san, san diego Juan, right san Juan Capistro. oh is that where okay yeah i think i mean there's nothing like that that i know of closer than that that's a pretty decent business model bring your pet 
Yeah, and there's a play area. Oh, okay. I didn't realize the play area. Yeah, because it's like a dog park, park. slash... Like there, there's a brewery, yeah. But there's also a fence, you know, dog park. Oh, that is the weird ad that I have been getting. I've been getting ads for dog park equipment. Oh, not dog parks. Equipment like fake yeah. hydrants. I guess I haven't clicked on it. I just look at it. And I'm like the first time I read it or I saw it, I was like, I don't want to go to the dog park to begin with. And then I actually reread it and it was dog park equipment. I didn't. I don't remember. Maybe I've been a, to a like bunch a, of dog a slide parks. or a the agility stuff i have no idea i didn't click on it because I'm, I'm not weirdly instagram if you're listening not building a dog park yet ever then then you'll make it a brewery a brewery a brewery that a, word is hard to say slowly it is it would be a i don't pop and suds park is that what you would come up with no absolutely not i'd have to come something better than that yeah i i, I would open up like a, a dog park slash daycare Drop off your kids mm-hmm. and drop off your dogs. And, and they intermix. So the kids and the dogs are just in yes, the same room. And they're all just fatigued at the end of the day. <laughs> and then everything is like pee proof. So, you know, you're fine there. You just hose everything off yeah. and you're good to go. I do think, though, like a, a dog park brewery would be cool. Because like you can take your dog to Lazy Dog or, you know, a bunch of restaurants allow dogs. But yeah, that doesn't outdoor mean, on the patio. Yeah, but you're sitting there. And the dog's just sitting there. Like to go and have a place where, you know, you can watch the dog run around. And maybe there's, a, you know, counter or what are those called? A bar? Yeah, kind of bar top stuff. And they got, you know, drinks and whatever. It'd be cool. Yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense because you, you always have that awkward small talk thing when you're at the dog park. With the other people there just watching their dogs. One thing I think you'd have to, too, it'd be a thing where you've got to vet the dog. Unlike a regular dog park where it's just a free-for-all and it's half these people have no, their dogs are not trained. They're not anything. Right? Half the time you go to the dog park and those things are just running around like nut jobs. So this morning. And the we, people don't care. This morning, uh, Stephen joined uh, Jeanette, Grayson and I for breakfast. Yeah. And we went to a local bre- breakfast spot and they have outdoor patio seating and stuff. And you bring your dog. And so yeah. we, we brought Pepper with us. And Pepper is such a chill dog. She doesn't really care about any of the other dogs. There. Yeah. Unfortunately, most of the other dogs there at the restaurant are the high strung, barking at everything. Right. And they kind of suck. It so absolutely can, sucks. Right. So I can understand your 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 idea of somehow vetting the yeah. dog. Yeah. I mean, maybe there's just like a you know you have somebody because you would have to have an animal expert there, right? Like or some kind of handler. You should make the employees dress up like UPS delivery drivers. <laughs> And if they get barked at, they're yeah, out. They're out. And they, they don't, that's the doorman. <laughs> no, you know what? Amazingly, like for, I mean, Ripley's a puppy, right? So he's, he's almost five months old, but he's, I mean, he's a puppy and then that's right. Shepherd. So he's a puppy. Um, but we go out, like we were at in and out and he, he lays down. I, I just put my foot on his leash so he doesn't run around and do anything stupid. Yeah. Um, but he just lays there. We went to the brewery. He, he was annoyed because he's just like, I want to be home, but I want to play. Do you bring like a little chew toy or something for him? Uh, I didn't because we didn't plan on, I didn't plan on stopping at the brewery. We just happened to be walking that way. And I was like, ah, screw it. I'll stop for a beer. Uh. So it was kind of like an unplanned thing, but I'll bring, you know, little treats and stuff or I'll just have something. And he just, he, for the most part, like even at the park, we walked around today, ran around a little bit, and then he just sat in the grass and stared around at stuff. And oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. How's he doing with his training? Uh, we're kind of at a, uh, <laughs> at an impasse. Yeah. He's, he's kind of at that point where he's, Turning into a little bit of a rebel, sort of. He's got that. It happens at about this time, right? With puppies about this age. He's at the toddler stage. Kind of, yeah. And he's, uh, 
unfortunately, so he wasn't feeling well um, to the point where like he wasn't eating and, and some having some issues. So the vet put him on a pretty limited diet, which means that he doesn't get a lot of treats because oh. we're trying to figure out maybe what he's allergic is. to something or yeah, yeah, what it is. Um, so it's been a little difficult to he's do. He's got no that. motivation. Well, he's he if is he's treat driven, some toy motivated. So there is some okay. things that we can do, but he's been like, dude, the last couple of days. He's I mean, look at my hands. He's been very um, hands on. Yeah, yeah, very pissy. Oh. So I don't know. I mean, maybe he's feeling a little bit better, but I, I think too we've like yesterday. So little league started yesterday. So. He was here for in his crate for three or four hours, and I think he's just kind of wants out. Game. He they can't really the field that they play at no is, dogs. <laughs> I think because it's a school, oh. it's a, a middle school. They don't want dog crap all over the place, which I I guess makes sense. You should get him cer- certified as one of those. Uh, <laughs> I think you just have to get the little label, right? No, don't do the fake thing. Like, go legitimately get him trained, and then so therefore he is a because actual service dog, right? Yeah. So he's got the behaviors down. He can sit, stay, and and you know poop in controlled scenarios <laughs> or whatever it right. is. But then you could take him along. Yeah, I just I don't know. We'll see. He's gonna start. We're gonna do some uh, some daycare a couple days a week just to get him around socialized. Yeah, because he's I mean he's really good now. But even like at the park, he sees another dog, and he's not fixated. I would say, but he definitely wants to. Like, hey, I want to go see this dog and play and, and well, check yeah. stuff out, and that it makes sense. Normal. Yeah, yeah. But I don't care. Like, if he never paid attention to another dog, but finally, I don't care. I don't know. I still think you're you're kind of like the uh, the toddler parent because we came over and you, and you gave us the shh, well, just because I, he just I like he was just went to his crate or was like falling asleep on the floor but and I, so I just I, wanted to make sure he doesn't wake up because he like, it's not fair to him that we're out here doing this and and he's like you know stuck in a crate yeah, awake for sure so I just wanted to just make sure that he actually fell asleep which sounds like he did so it's all good I just I just picture I mean it's you. a puppy dude it's it, it is like having a little kid I picture you tucking him in nope reading him a bedtime story nope. he goes in his little crate he's got a then toy you, in there you, and a chew. You dim the lights. Nope. There's some sort of music playing at nope. like some lullaby thing. Nope. Didn't play any music. Although I will, if I leave the house, I'll put on like um, KFI or something just so there's voices, noise. But he's fine. <laughs> you know, just does his thing. <laughs> it's just a dog, man. But he's a puppy but he, and that's the hard yeah. part. It's just, I mean, I, I've had puppies too and I don't think I've ever been so cognizant of all the things that you're taking into consideration. I was like, ah, it's just a dog. Well, I think this, but I understand. Well, in this dog specifically, like because of their really high energy, they're a different type of like the dachshunds dude, they were easy. Yeah. Right. My dachshunds were easy. In fact, actually weirdly, like I had a lab that was pretty easy, but that, that kind of stuff is, you know, it's, it's, you don't want, and I I hate those people that their dogs are just wild and stupid, yes, and barking at that everything. That is annoying. Yeah, and so it's it's a matter of and this this period of the dog's life up to like you know about six months is super important to make sure that he doesn't turn into an asshole. And yeah. so I just trying to make sure that that happens. I want to be a respectful owner, and I live in a place where, dude, if you had a dog that was barking its head off constantly, it would be people are going to be annoyed. Yeah, right. That makes sense. Luckily, nobody can hear him and nobody complains. So see, he like. He actually barely barks. He barked at me, at me actually yesterday because I was annoying him. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our Pepper doesn't bark either unless we start roughhousing and playing. Yeah, and then it's just a playful bark. Yeah, but like this morning at breakfast, she didn't bark. She didn't even look at the other dogs because yeah. she was fixated on getting breakfast. Right. So she's food motivated. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, he doesn't like. 
you know, he for the most part, he, he doesn't really care. We're out walking. He, yeah, he wants to look and he's curious. And yeah. he's he was really doing really well, like loose leash walking. And now oh, nice. he's turned into like, fuck you, and like takes I off. I can run, yeah. And I'm just like, dude. And so I stop, right? So it's just like, be a tree. And I just stop. And, and he's like the last couple days he's basically like hanging himself up at the end of the stupid leash and i just wait for him to stop yeah. and he finally realizes like i'm not going anywhere and i'm choking myself <laughs> and he's got i have a harness for him because i don't necessarily want him to choke which is yeah. bad right but um he did this thing he started pouting when we put it on today to go to the park and he's like rubbing up against the couch all drama he's such a drama baby <laughs> it's hilarious <laughs> Ooh, this isn't fair like, whatever dude and then you get out there and he's fine yeah yeah but yeah, for the most part, it's a good dog. Again, I just when don't you were a kid, be... did you have dogs? We did not because we lived in an apartment for years that didn't allow them. Ah, oh, okay. Because I remember growing up, my parents we had two Lhasa Opsos. One was brown, mm. one was black. I told you about the Lhasa we had, right? And they were named Brownie and Blackie. Yeah, so, we talked about this. I, our my mom named ours Buddy. Yeah, and it was an a hole. Well, yeah, these dogs were not the smartest, and like my brother wore a hearing aid, and uh, the dog demolished it. And it, seriously. Yeah, because it you know the earwax or yeah, whatever, and and it was an eight hundred dollar hearing aid, Holy like in crap. in nineteen eighty, you know something. Yeah. So it was like a bajillion dollars in today's right. dollars, and so that was a big deal. Like my my dad got pissed. Well, I can imagine. But um, did he did he leave it somewhere the dog could get it, or the dog? It was... might have been like on a tabletop or like a countertop or right. like a coffee table thing. Right. So it was accessible, but not like on the floor kind of thing. Right. But enough to the do- point where the dog could get it and, and demolish it. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Do you even have pets? We no, no cats, no dogs, no nope. goldfish, nope, hamsters, hamsters. We had hamsters. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Gra- Grayson has been pushing hard for a rabbit. Nope, rabbits are food, not pets. We did rabbits. It, really? Like, as an adult, I yeah. had rabbits for my kids. We we looked into it just to kind of get an understanding of what was involved, and then we realized that rabbits become a holes until you get them spayed or neutered. And then they're super needy. Right. And it was just way more maintenance than we had expected. I dated a girl that had a rabbit that she just let free roam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I know you can do the that. House. And you, you can, can train them. Oh, she did not. Box, she yeah. didn't let her box train it. It would just shit everywhere. Oh. And mm-hmm. it was awful. I hated that stupid thing. It didn't make any sense. It was like, why did you get this thing? It, it, yeah. It's irresponsible and so stupid. So we, we've been able to kind of convince him that, Noah, a rabbit isn't the, the ideal pet for our household. You should feed him rabbit and see how he <laughs> likes after that. Oh, <laughs> Jeanette, uh, growing up, used to visit her grandparents, um, and they lived on some acreage in Oregon. Right. And this was when her family was still down in, in Southern California, so she'd go up and spend the summers in Oregon. And uh, one year, they had a cow. I can't remember what it was. And, and uh, they named it something. And then so the following year, she goes up, and the cow is no longer there. But she had the best steak of her life. They were eating burgers. Yeah. And uh, she's like, oh, yeah, the cow went to live next door or something like that is what they, what they told her. And she was like, oh, okay, oblivious that yeah, she's yeah. likely eating the cow. How long did it take her to realize? Probably years. years later. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty like funny. adulthood, I think, yeah, is yeah, probably yeah. when she put two yeah. and two together. Hey, it's the circle of life, I guess. Yeah. And, I mean, you know. <laughs> but it just it just seems so funny she's like you know oh, that cow was so awesome it was so friendly it'd come to the fence you cows are friendly it. they're yeah. they're great right you know they're, they're good animals but they're yeah. also delicious yeah that's that's the the downside when you raise your own food yeah i made a really good new york the other day yeah yeah 
I made a couple. I ended up buying uh, a two. I didn't want two steaks, but they were on sale, and they were a big two pack of bone in, just massive ones. Would you freeze a steak? I don't like to. I mean, you can. I would vacuum bag it if I was going to. Okay. Um, but I, I have a tendency to if I put something in the freezer, it dies there. Oh, you forget about it. Yeah, and I'll, or I'll be like, I don't want to wait an hour to, to thaw it out. It. Yeah, so I, it ends up just going bad. So what'd you do with the two steaks? You just cooked one. Well, one I night? cooked one. Yeah, I cooked one. I just cast iron. You know, uh, mm-hmm. seared it like nice medium rare. Did some. Uh, I have a pretty good like um, steakhouse sort of mushroom recipe I've been working on. So I did that, and then uh, some broccolini that I roasted, nice. which was really good. Yeah, and then um, Friday night, I had the other one, and my buddy Josh next door came over, and then we had some cocktails. Oh, there you go. I had a brass rail. It was a rum drink. And you woke awesome. up in his bed shirtless wondering where you were at? No. Oh, okay. No. We hung out for a little bit, and then his uh, wife came home, and oh. they all hung out, and I was here, and nice. went to bed. Yeah. But yeah, I oh man, there's nothing like a good steak. I don't eat red meat that much anymore. Like I'll have hamburgers and stuff sometimes, but yeah. not not too often. A lot of chicken, some yeah. pork. Yeah. I had an interesting conversation with Steven about that kind of last night. Like he doesn't eat anything cooked with an iron skillet. He's got an interesting... wait nothing with an iron skillet. Yes. Right. Okay. He has he has the exact opposite of anemia. He has iron levels that are too high. Oh, interesting. And I never knew that was a thing. I didn't. A, I didn't know that was a thing. But I guess I never would have even thought that it would add to. That's what I didn't the think food. of. The yeah. cookware. Yeah. Right, right, right. It it ends up in the in the meat. So do you use aluminum or sta- like what do you end up using then? What is anything other than a cast iron? Huh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm sorry that you can't have my steak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But if you cook it any other way, I would have it. Yeah. I do actually have microwave it for 17 minutes, yeah, right? <laughs> I uh I've actually been able to get a really nice sear and a crust. Yeah on a non cast iron. Um, so I like camp. we go camping and I'll use a, um, a nonstick and I'm, I'm able to actually get a pretty good crust on it that way. So, you know, no, I would around. definitely do cast iron seared steak. If you could, as long as I didn't do it every day, it yeah. wouldn't kill me to have it once. Right. Yeah. What is the, basis, no. do you have to take medication to bring it down? There's nothing they can do. No, medication doesn't do anything. They can do chelation therapy, but basically the only, or the gold standard of treating it is they take a pint of blood on a regular basis and to drive the iron levels down. They basically take oh. blood from him so that he has to make more blood right, right, and right. it has less and iron it in it. it. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's wow. so medieval sounding. It's, it's just like, like, yeah, bring on the leeches. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a trip. I did not know you could have too much iron. Well, and, and so like, again, yeah, Steven's my brother, but we talk occasionally, but then yeah. I didn't realize any of this until like last night and the symptoms he was having were amazing. Like I didn't realize that what an high iron level can cause. You start to turn rusty colored. You can. Your skin. Oh, can I, that was change. a joke. No, that's for real. <laughs> really? Yeah, but it didn't happen to me. But yeah, yeah. yeah. What? What? Happen. What were your symptoms? Uh, a lot of pain. Oh, really? uh, like head to toe pain, joint pain, fatigue, brain fog. Wow. Yeah. Like so, all these things that you think are just kind of like, oh, this is weird. Like, is this just getting older? Right. Yeah, yeah. No, it's just iron. Like that just blew yeah, my that's mind, and I and I think that's the one thing that's that's still amazing is like you know, being in the automotive industry, you understand how complex vehicles can be, uh-huh. but then like the human body just seems to be like ten times way more complex. Well, it's in, amazing how much we don't understand. Yes, that we like like they don't know how a lot of drugs work. They literally don't know how they work. All they know is that they work. Yes, like that's crazy. Oh yeah, for sure. That's absolute batshit insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then like. So the treatments of things and how, like, 
what was it? Viagra was intended for people with heart problems yeah. and they realized, Oh, it gave him spontaneous erections. So <laughs> right. now we're going to write that prescription for boners. And yeah. here you go. It didn't fix the heart thing, but well, I think it sort of does. I don't know, but yeah. So it's just, it's fascinating how they're able to kind of come up with things that, that work and just figuring things out. But I, I can't imagine being a doctor and having, you know, patients coming and you're trying to figure out, okay, based on their symptoms, based on what I see, yeah. what, you think the solution could be you know and how much of it is just trial and error and then it's like oh well maybe we'll try this and it just it just the complexity of the of the human body is just amazing yeah for sure yeah, and my doctor didn't find it i was going to the doctor and i was feeling like crap for years yeah and i ended up going kind of a natural route they ended up doing an iron panel and then we found out and then when I took those results to my primary care physician, they said, oh, well, your numbers aren't high enough. Your your organs aren't being affected by it yet, so we're not going to treat it. Whoa. What? Yeah. What crap doctor do you have? Uh, I changed. Yeah. <laughs> I found somebody that would treat it. Right. Yeah. That's crazy. That's the other thing. Like our, our healthcare system is definitely not in the business of doing anything they don't need to do. Right? It's well, what yeah. they want to do. It's like you hear, like, I mean, being a diabetic, you hear the, the phrase, there's, there's more money in the treatment than there is in the cure. Right. Right. So then you wonder, are, are companies or... I guess I don't know who you would label it, but are, are they interested in finding a true cure for diabetes or is it better for them to sell continuous glucose monitors, right. insulin pens, insulin devices, test strips and glucose monitors and all these other things? Because those are all multi-million, billion dollar industries, right. whereas if you cure the disease, that kind of goes away. It, it goes away, but you're, being cynical, yeah, you're doing the right thing, right? And I think that's the that's a big part of the problem. But how do you charge for doing the right thing? That's what that's what I mean. When there's a cure, it, it just yeah, you hope. I mean, I would love for there to be a cure for for me not needing to take mm -hmm. insulin, right? But will it happen? Probably not in your lifetime. Right. Well, I mean, even if it does, right? They they may not ever release the, the yeah. cure, or whatever. The whole thing's screwed up. It's mm -hmm. such a racket. But I would go for leeches if that worked. You would go for leeches. Yeah. Really? If it worked? You mean like instead as a taking, cure or as a... As a treatment? A as treatment. a cure option? Yeah. I mean, instead of dealing with like syringes... What if you had to have leeches in your house and you had to self-leech? Oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think so. And then where do you put the leeches? I, they live in your leech tank. I don't know. <laughs> you go to the pet store and yeah. next to the crickets. No, no, no. You go, you go to your pharmacy and they set you up with a leech kit. Yes. That's how it would work mm -hmm. in my mind. But I'm thinking like, where do you apply them? Do you rotate like the application process? In your armpit. You think that's where it would go? In your groin. Yeah. In, <laughs> the in the side taint, of your so it's nose. Out of, out of sight, out of my, in, oh. Oh, like on your forehead. Behind your ear. <laughs> yeah. Like, like a Dramamine patch. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just... And the, and the crazy thing is, is like you look at how like modern medicine is, but then you realize people were trying to do these types of cures back in the day. So you like bloodletting. You Dude, had they used to do trepanation. I don't know what that is. So it's where they cut a hole in your head and poke mm. at it in your skull. Yeah. No, to like relieve pressure or let out the demons or whatever. Oh, okay. But they were doing trepanation back in like caveman days with no anesthetic, no real tools, like yeah. just rocks, and people were living. That's because they were surviving. That's because Slog was a dumbass, and they just wanted to put a hole in his head. I made up a caveman name. Yes, I don't slog. know if you Ma not Mongo, <laughs> but I mean it. The 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 stuff that they've been doing for 
years, right? And there's been yeah. no advancements in some of these areas. Like we're still doing stuff. Well, even depending on your insurance company, like my, my in-laws were uh, diabetic at some point. Like, I don't know if it was type two and then they needed insulin uh-huh. and they were doing the old school needle syringe mixing insulin oh. between the two and doing it. I'm like, they have pre-filled pen, pens with them. But their insurance wouldn't pay for it. I don't know if their insurance wouldn't pay for it or if they're because they weren't seeing a specialist. They were just seeing the old school regular yeah. physician. Oh, he just wouldn't prescribe it maybe. Because he might not have been aware that there were yeah. newer alternatives available. But I think like if you're a medical profession, prof- professional. Yes. Wow, yeah. If you are, a, you're not the medical profession, but you are a medical professional yeah. in the medical profession. Yes. I think you have a duty to your patients to, and like any industry, right? To stay up on what's what's appropriate. I I totally agree. And granted, you can't stay up on everything, especially not as a GP. Just go through Instagram. Diabetes. (laughs) Just go through Instagram. Diabetes is like common enough. Oh, it's, yeah, the numbers are huge, yeah. especially like amongst like minority, like African Americans and Latino population. Like the, the number is growing. I still think it's funny. I get the diabetes ads. And I don't. Right. And I'm the one with it. Makes no sense. Thank you. <laughs> I'm taking it for the team. <laughs> You're taking it for the team. Yeah. I'm just going to start forwarding them all to you. Maybe that'll change it. You know what I've noticed though? You can't share Instagram ads. Like, as I've seen something, well, oh, this is cool. I want to send it. You can't share the ad. You can just screenshot it or whatever, but you there's can no share sh- sponsored posts. You can share sponsored posts, but, but not an not ad. Interesting. So anything I never shows, noticed. Yeah. I'll have to, next time I see one. There's next, yeah, because there's been times where I've seen something, oh, this is cool, I want to share it, and then you realize you can't share it, which is seemingly, like, non-intuitive. If 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 this is an effective ad, right? and you want, but maybe it's because the ad, the like Facebook and social uh, Instagram charge, you know, clicks per million or, or whatever them, you know. Oh, you, yeah, yeah. So they're not, they're show limiting the their, their. Right. Because we've spend. done sponsored posts for for the ungrownups, and you pay for you know access to five thousand people or whatever to, to put the ad in front of five thousand people. So maybe that's why they don't want it shared because then fifty five hundred people could see it, and you didn't pay for it, and therefore they're not going to do it for free. I'm going to try and see if I can find an ad now to share it. Yeah, well, see if I honestly I never. Yeah, because you can click noticed. on the three dots in the corner, and all you have is like block or report this ad or something like that, but there is no share option. Well, now, of course, I don't see a single actual ad. Just wait. Oh, I'm waiting. Keep scrolling. I'm going. You'll get there. We're getting there. I got a lot of reels. I got a bar down uh, hockey Yay. post. I got a dog, some tattoos. <laughs> oh, okay, here we go. Edmunds car sponsored. I can share it. Like I can share that, and that's an Edmunds post. Oh, that's a spot. Maybe it's in the reels or something like that, because I've, I've tried, and it's like it won't do it. The new Tundra is completely redesigned from the ground up, in case you really wanted to know about it. So I see this ad for a solo stove. Yeah. There's no share? There's no share down. Oh, there's share in the messaging, yes. But let me try oh. Instagram. But yeah, there's been ads. I was like, I can't share this. That's weird. Yeah. Amazon. I but can't. maybe it's selected ads. Maybe it's... maybe. Oh, yeah. I, I bet you there's a setting when they make the ad. To allow it or not. Yeah, they can decide. So, so like, the good ones I wanted to share. Like Amazon has the money. They don't care. If, if it is a yeah. pay, right, per view or whatever. The one thing, like, Jeanette has been seeing uh, ads for, like, Amazon fashion, right? And so, oh, I forgot to mention, last time we were talking about, we were trying to figure out what we were doing for spring break. We figured out our spring break plans. We were thinking about Mexico. Oh, because so spring break it encompasses Easter, right? It ends up, well, Grayson's spring break from school is the week before Easter, so we, we will be back home by easter okay yeah, so it's usually the week before or the week after my right spring around break easter. is chicago 
Okay. Yes. Right. Yeah. We've talked about inadvertently that. planned for Easter. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Continue. So we we booked our spring break plans. We are making noise. Yes. Yeah, uh, what, what did you drop? It's a, uh, a remote trigger for a camera that I happened to not. Are, are we being photographed? Now? No. 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 But I forgot to put it back in my camera bag, and it's just sitting here, and now I'm fiddling. It's with a fidget it. with it. Yeah. yeah. So we're going back to Maui. Um, it ended up being we we found a, a condo in the in the property that we like staying at, uh-huh. and it was a actually a normal price. I've heard that Granted, the flights to Hawaii are pretty decent right now. Yes, like three something. Uh, ours weren't that low, but it depends on when you go in. And because yeah, we're going yeah. for spring break, it's a little higher. Yeah, I used airline miles, so we didn't have to pay for two of the tickets. That's cool. I had enough miles for all three of us to go round trip, but it would have required us flying on a red eye home. Oh, and so it was worth not doing the red eye. But at that point, I only had enough miles for two, for two of the tickets, and so I bought one. But anyway, so this ended up being like a really low-cost trip, Yeah. and now that we know we're going back to the beach, Jeanette wants to look for a bathing suit. She wants a, like an updated bathing suit, and so thanks to Instagram, she's seeing the ads from like Amazon Fashion, and she sees them, and it has the Shop Now uh, button. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. So she sees the, the bathing suit, and she's like, oh, that's awesome. You click on it. And it goes to something completely different. It just goes to the Amazon yeah. main page and yeah. doesn't actually take you to the item. Yeah. And she's like, what the heck is this? I saw an ad for something. Um, it was a floor, like a, a new housing complex. And I was curious just what they were selling for. Yeah. And you click on the thing, same thing. It says view the whatever. Yeah. And you go and it takes you to a completely different floor plan. And the floor plan that it's advertising doesn't exist. Yeah. Like, so, what the fuck? Yeah. Jeanette was like, I want to give you money for this. Right. And <laughs> I can't even find it. Yeah, it, it is weird. Yeah, all of that stuff is just... Oh, I hate the I idea. like how we're complaining that we're not being properly marketed to. Right. <laughs> As if we want more ads, right. but I mean, we're so used to them, and then you see them, and you're like, okay, I am interested. Tell me more, and then it just doesn't work out. Yeah, I... Yeah, everything is is uh, like just all online marketing, and I can't... What I, I want to see... I'm surprised I still get the grocery coupon packet thing in the mail. Oh, the ones that, that annoy me the most are the junk mail, like, newsletter flyer on printed, like, newsprint that's in a little plastic bag that gets thrown on my driveway. Oh, yeah, we don't get those here. It's so annoying because I've never, ever opened it up to look at... Like the, the Foothill Sentinel or... It's not even a local paper. It's literally oh. just, like, print ads for, like, a mattress company right. or for some discount furniture company. But it's just junk that I never look at, and I don't want it sitting in a bag on my driveway, so I just pick it up and throw it in the trash. Sometimes I get the Trader Joe's one that, that's that same kind of newsprint mm-hmm. thing. I don't know why. I don't want it. Like, it's it's one thing, like, junk mail in the mailbox. Because that's... You, you're grabbing the mail. There might be one or two actual things you need. The rest just goes in the, in right. the trash. But... Whenever something is thrown on my driveway, I know I don't need it right off the bat. So why waste your time throwing it out? I mean, I know they're charging. Yeah, the I hate the, for the, the, the landscapers that throw the baggie with the rocks in it at your house. That oh, drives me insane. I don't get those. You've never seen that? No. Really? It no. happens to my mom's all the time. I'm it, in too affluent of a neighborhood. You're what? I'm in too affluent of a neighborhood. No, you're prime for this. <laughs> yeah. You have turf. Yeah. You don't well, even have grass. Yeah. yeah. But they literally have, it's like a plastic se- baggie with rocks mm-hmm. in it and they huck it at your house with a business card in it oh that's not gonna get your business bro yeah littering yeah littering. <laughs> that's, and that's the way i see it is like yeah. I, I have this really thin plastic bag right with ads that i don't care about just thrown on the front driveway and yeah. it's just it's super annoying 
it's I, wasteful. Like I would want to collect them all and yeah. follow that guy home <laughs> and then just drop them all in his driveway. Have you ever seen the person doing it? Oh yeah. Oh really? Cause a, I've never seen anybody doing any of this stuff. It just shows up. Yeah. I, I saw him for the first time like two weeks ago. It's a dude in a, a Chevy Astro van and he's throwing it through the passenger window from the driver's seat. Well, of course. So he's got the aim down. Where's the just, weight coming from? I don't know, but it's it's enough. I mean, there, it's it's probably like six or seven pieces of like newsprint in there folded, folded up. up. Huh. Like in the, in the bag is probably like letter size, so yeah. four inches by eight inches, and the bag itself is maybe twelve inches long. Right. So I think he's just, just flinging, flinging it from it. the plastic, yeah. and the weight of the paper on the other end is what carries it over some momentum or what's that a centric centrifugal force yes now i do i mean i haven't seen a phone book delivery in forever so i mean some things have gone away yeah. but the junk mail in my driveway is like i don't know why i find that so annoying but it, even it, the it, junk mail in the mailbox drives me nuts right so i like half the time i won't get my mail for two weeks unless i know because i have that thing with the postal service where they, they send email? me the email yeah, yeah. that's great yeah, yeah which that? is great because yep. then i know like oh okay i should go to the mailbox mm-hmm. right but half the time i go out there and it's literal junk and I'm like great what do i do with all this and i walk straight to the dumpster it's yeah. a total waste like oh, i don't yeah. care about your stater brothers coupons i'll look at them online if i want a coupon oh yeah and i'm not that dude that takes time and clips coupons Oh, I could see you being like the crazy coupon hoarder people that, you know, no. have like the, the, the binder full of coupons. Absolutely and not. I remember for some reason that was a big thing like on yeah. TLC, like the TV the coup- show. The coupon wallet. Yes. Right? With and all the, the dividers. extreme couponers. Yeah. And they would show their, their pantries stocked with like 300 rolls of right guard deodorant or something. 32 cents for it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then some of them would like be charitable about it. Like those were the people I could respect because right. they were the ones donating it to homeless shelters or churches and helping the community with their. Some with people their, were just hoarders though. Yes. And that was where it was fascinating. They're like, oh yeah, you know, I have 300 cases of this soda that I don't really like, but it was only a dollar. I would have like, there, there was a point in my life where I would look at the coupons and go, okay, hey, this is a pretty big, you know, it's a good coupon, whatever. Yeah. But I realized I'm not a coupon guy when I would never bring them with me. Oh, yeah. So I was like, screw it. It's not worth it. I'm not a reusable shopping bag guy either because I keep buying them, but I forget to bring them with me They're every always, time I go shopping. I put them in my truck and leave them in the back. And, but that doesn't help when you're inside the store. Well, you- no, so then I have to, I end up having to bag my groceries at my car. Oh, okay. So I just push the cart back out. They're like, do you need bags? No, no. No, no, no. I don't, and I Instacart. If, I don't know if you ever done Instacart, but then you get more bags. Oh no! I, I like how they went. You have to have reusable bags, but they're still made out of plastic. And now we probably have more bags than we had before, out of a much thicker true. plastic that's yes. going to last a lot longer. Yes, because everybody's willing to pay ten cents for a bag that's actually worse for the environment than the free bags you used right. to get. Yeah. When I lived in uh, San Jose, or I lived in Santa Clara, and the uh, it was interesting because Santa Clara passed the law where you had to have reusable bags, but San Jose did not. And there were those, I'd go to one grocery store and, oh shit, I forgot my bags. I'd go to the other grocery store and bring bags. And like, what the hell? We don't need those. Oh yeah. You, I would always screw it up and do it backwards. Yeah. I'm surprised you just didn't start driving to San Jose to do all your grocery shopping. So you wouldn't ever have to deal with the bag thing. No, because the, the only time I would go to San Jose to get groceries, was uh, the Asian market. Oh, okay. Other than that. Like if I wanted a, like a crab or something or some, whatever, I'd go to the Asian market. And the one thing that I found interesting is like, uh, the bag thing was like grocery stores. But now, like, I get a mixed message when I go to Home Depot or Lowe's. Home Depot, I get free bag. Okay. Lowe's, it's seven cents for a bag. Now Seven cents. Seven cents. It's ten cents at the grocery store. Right. Which is weird. So I don't understand the pricing, but I also don't understand why Lowe's is charging, but Home Depot isn't. So is it Lowe's saying, hey, we can make a buck on this? 
because I don't think they're part of that grocery store. Yeah, what are the rules? Because you can still, like, if you go to fast food, some oh, yeah. of them still have plastic bags. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't understand the rule. It's weird. Uh, clothing stores give you bags still. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right? So if, if they're going to make it a universal deal, make it a universal deal. I, that'd be fine with me. It would be easier if it was if it was consistent, but yeah, it, yeah. it's not. Yeah, my does, Lowe's does not charge. They do not. No, weird. Huh. It's, it's just California. Just you and your Lowe's. It's just you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But the other thing is, is, like most of the time, I'm either buying stuff that, like, I went there this morning to get uh, eight thirty second machine screws uh-huh. and washers. So it's two little baggies. So I don't need a bag for that. Sure. Otherwise, I'm getting like PVC pipe, you know, sheet don't goods, need a bag for that. tools. Right. They don't fit in bags. So right. then it's like. So the actual honest need for a bag is kind of few and far between, but it is interesting that they charge for it. Yeah, the uh, Lego's doing pull. Uh, they went to paper bags now, which is worse for the environment because you're cutting down a bajillion trees. Just, but it biodegrades. Just telling you what they did, man. Yeah, they went from the big plastic. They have a massive. You know, like sets can be pretty big. Mm-hmm. Huge plastic bags, but now they're doing paper. Pretty soon they'll just start making little. Uh, de- you know, like little adhesive wheels that you can just stick on the they bottom of the that. box and you can pull the... They did that for the... Um, My favorite... The Millennium Falcon. When that came out, that box is so big, they actually had uh, wheels and a handle that they stuck on them. My favorite is when you go to Target, they have the adhesive handle. Oh, yeah, that they just tape onto stuff. And yeah. you're always like, what? <sighs> well, it sucks that you had to take it off because it mars the, the cardboard and peels yeah, it off. Or whatever it happens to be. But it's fun to stick it on the things that don't really need it and you just carry it out by the handle. <laughs> like a pack of gum. 20 ounce bottle of soda. Yeah. And just in it. They always put it on the, uh, like you buy toilet paper or whatever. Yes, they do it on that and the paper I'm, towels. I'm not carrying this. I'm just put it in the cart. I'm pushing the cart to my thing. I know. I don't need things. We don't need to bring that into it. It's like getting a receipt at a donut shop. I don't need it. Yeah. I, I get that question a lot of times. Like, do you want the receipt? I'm like, I'm not returning this. I'm fine. Yeah. But I guess if you were doing an expense report, you would need the receipt. So therefore, that's why sure. they ask. But yeah. Is that why they ask? Maybe I have no idea. I mean, people like to know what they're paying for. Do they? Sometimes I usually just hit no receipt. Do you balance your checkbook? Sure, I used to. Yeah, now I don't. No. At lunch, Stephen, I, I look were at the internet. About, yeah, we yeah. were talking about the last time like we write checks, and basically we write checks like twice a month. I wrote a check Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wrote a check Friday too. Yeah. House, housekeeper lady. Uh, my check was to myself. Oh yeah, yeah. Did you pay yourself, mm-hmm. or did you owe yourself money? Uh, Those are two I, different either, things somehow. Uh, well, <laughs> no, I, I, I had to pay myself. Yeah? Yeah. Your LLC? Mm-hmm. Yep. Money goes into there, and then it goes into me. And then it goes out. It's good to be king. That's what I call it. Mm-hmm. Except I'm not. And I'm Your boss is an poor. ass. He's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Total jerk. Um, yeah, so uh, anyways, I had to, to move. It's just basically just moving money back to taking equity out of the company essentially like laundering no <laughs> no, no, no not at all no it's just paying, no, I it's paying myself yeah yeah, yeah yeah but it's that's really the only time i'll write a check and i didn't even go to the bank yeah you just I, uh picture it with your phone are you getting mm-hmm. ready to do your taxes yeah i've got almost everything's ready i, got, I gotta I, finish up uh some like some bookkeeping stuff and then take it all to my tax guy yeah this is well i don't have to take it anymore the half my, of my stuff is still paper Half of my most of my stuff is paper, but you can get it electronically and then or scan it as a PDF. And so I've uploaded it all. Oh, in the yeah, cloud. I could do that. And so, um, the our crazy tax lady, scanner? yeah, yeah, wow. but I only had to scan, uh, what is it, the, the 1095? It's that document that says you had health, health insurance, health yeah. insurance for the year, which technically they don't need because the IRS already knows, but for some reason you have to have it, yeah, 
which makes no sense. And then the we got the child care tax credit statements from oh, the right. government saying that Jeanette got five hundred bucks, I got five hundred bucks because we had sex and had a kid, yeah. and therefore that's a reward in our taxes. I guess. Okay. Anyway, so I had to scan those, but like the the W twos, yeah. the bank statements. The, I have a bunch of them that I can't even get digital copies of. Really? It's so stupid. And I have no idea why. And so, then I was waiting for, I think it was E-Trade finally just got 1099, yes. which took for freaking ever. So Yeah, the E-Trade, I got that one. It was available early in February. Mine wasn't available until like a week ago. Oh, weird. I have no idea. Why. And I, I got an email that said it was available. I went and looked. I was like, you have no tax documents. Oh. I'm like, well, that's stupid. Yeah, so I've got them all uploaded. And then the tax lady is supposed to go through them sometime like next week. And Yeah, then- my guy sent me an email on... Uh, yesterday, I think, and said, "Hey, <laughs> they want their money." Yeah, because I have to pay corporate tax uh, quarterly, right? No, well, I have to pay California. There's a, a filing that has to be done by oh a certain date, middle yeah. of March, I think it is, and it's basically no matter what you did all year, no matter how much money you made, California wants eight hundred dollars minimum. Yeah, it's total horseshit. Yeah, but whatever is what it is, and I think I think it's mid March. I think it's when that's yeah. due. Yeah. yeah, so I've got to get that stuff. Yeah, too. you and Steven have similar like business structures. <clears throat> yeah. So we were talking about that earlier, too. It's like, you know, writing checks is just something that doesn't happen too often. Uh-uh. But hopefully, well, I, I was know. Trying I think the only other thing I guess I'd write a check for would be the housekeeper. Yeah. That's pretty much the regular, the only regularly occurring mm-hmm. check writing is to the housekeeper. Everything else, there's the occasional, like, school fundraiser yeah. thing. But even all of those, like I just—they're now digital. Yeah, yeah, I did one for my niece and nephew. The only thing I think we've talked about this before, and I, I should look into it. I don't know what the school's actually getting or what the cut is for the payment process. Yes, so, I wrote. We talked. Yeah, about we before. talked about this. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. my uh, Grayson was doing a jogathon, and I was like, they had a credit That's what card. This was for. Yeah. A credit card processing thing, and I was like, hey, uh, we need to make a charitable donation for tax purposes. Uh, we want to give you a bunch of money. What's the best way of doing it? And the guys are, oh, let me look into it. And then he got back to me. He's like, oh, yeah, the uh, the website, if you pay through that, they take 30 to 40%. That's Whoa. so, that's Whoa. huge. Yeah. But it's because they're running the website. So what? The prizes, the assemblies. But you're taking all that shirts, the kids. Uh, for sure. So I wrote a check to the PTA right. and then went straight to the school. Yeah, which is way better. I just didn't even think about it. But the funny thing is we were trying to think when the last time we were at a store and got stuck behind somebody writing a check. Recently. Really? really? Yeah, like within, Whoa. I would say within four months. How old was the person? Almost dead. Uh, that, that makes sense. <laughs> but also, were you at the sounds candy so store? Terrible. No, no, no. I was at the grocery store and it was like maddening because it was like $2 and something cents. It was oh. a really small amount of money where I was like, just, I will pay I'll it. I'll pay it. Yeah. Get out. Here's my card. Yeah. Oh, so frustrating. Because the thing is like, did you ever work retail? Yeah. Like we were talking about like the whole mic reader for the check and it won't read the check properly and you're trying to scan. Oh, I didn't work that kind of retail. I was I'm mean, retail automotive. But we oh, never yeah, had yeah, one yeah. of those I'm check scanning things. I worked like big five sporting oh, goods, no, no. you know, and so people would write checks back in the 90s and, no. and the, it would read the and check and then you're trying to force it through. Then you I remember to, those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they would print the back of the check or whatever, yes. print the deposit thing on the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never used one. Yeah, but that's also nowadays. It's like I can't even remember the last time I actually had to go to a bank to deposit a check. Now can you just take pictures of the front and the back, and you're on your phone, and you've uploaded it, and you're good to go. I had I, I actually had to go to the bank uh, to deposit a check recently because the 
camera wouldn't pick up it oh it's my yeah. fault because i wrote it weird and it like it was jacked up and it wouldn't read the amount right and it just kept saying it didn't match actually that reminds me because we had that problem i got one of those like uh was it a rebate check or some sort of lawsuit class action lawsuit thing but it was like for a dollar or something and it couldn't deposit on my phone so then i had oh, yeah. to go to the atm yeah. to deposit it when also the there's a limit on what i can deposit mobile yeah i think five grand or is whatever what it is yeah so yeah. sometimes i'm like crap i'm over that so i gotta go to yeah. the bank because i'm not gonna pay them i already pay them too much money yeah. oh yeah for sure yeah yeah banks are great at not doing much for what they charge well yeah at least it's better than wells fargo I remember when i was a kid i had a wells fargo account and they were charging so much money that it was overdrawing my account. And then they would charge me again. It just did fees <laughs> and other BS, right? And I went and I, I complained. And they were like, well, sorry, this is what it is. But I closed my account. Yeah, yeah. And the lady, she's like, I'm bitching at her about it. And she's trying to get me to open a credit card. Oh, yeah, because they have their own customer service. Get the F out of here. <laughs> Wells Fargo is useless. If you have Wells Fargo, I, maybe it's good for you. But I, I hate Wells Fargo. Jeanette's had them for a while. They're, they, all the big banks suck. Mm-hmm. It just depends on the flavor of suck, I guess. And and the Wells Fargo is is conveniently loca- located by my house. Yeah. But that just makes it nice if I ever need to cash out of the ATM. Otherwise, their app is fine. Their website is fine. Union banks. I've had Union Bank since 1997 or something mm-hmm. like that. They've been awesome. They um, do all my business stuff. My and they're kind stuff. of a smaller bank. Yeah, they just got bought. Um, uh, oh, I that, guess by something. No, I, they should be okay because I think they're going to kind of let them just do their thing. But I mean, I don't pay my personal accounts. There's no fees on anything. Oh, that's nice for anything. Yeah, I, I have same thing. I have what they call like the platinum banking tier because you have X amount of assets with them, so yeah. therefore it's all free. This was just I, I've had it for so long. They tried to to put me into a different thing where they were going to charge fees, and I no no no, you're not doing that. So oh, sorry, yeah. sir. We'll waive it. It's like life fees. Wow. It's on the phone, man. They can't. Oh, they didn't know know any better. It's in the script. I can't stand being called sir. Yeah. I hate it. Do you find it still weird? Like being Being called called sir? sir? Yeah. Yeah. I I usually feel a little uncomfortable until I see myself in a reflection. (laughs) It's okay. It fits. Yeah. Even then. Because like mentally, we're all like 20 something, you know? And so that the whole sir thing, like I'd be way more comfortable. Like, all right, dude. All right, cool. Got it. Yeah. I also don't like being called pal. Or pal, pal is condescending. Yeah, I yeah, can see buddy. that. Buddy, okay, chief. No, no. Ugh. Yeah, I was at. Where was I? I think it was. The, I was getting a quesadilla at Del Taco one day because I like their chicken quesadillas. And uh-huh. it's Del you get Taco. the spicy one. No, I see the regular one. Oh, I just I like it. It's good with yeah. some scorcho. So anyway, the guy so said you something make it like, spicy. "Yeah, the guy said something like, oh, here you go, chief.'" Or he said something like that. I was like, shouldn't call people chief, pal. <laughs> oh, no. You know what? It wasn't Del Taco. It was In-N-Out, and I was with my sister, and she was embarrassed. Oh. I'm pretty sure it's what it was, but that was annoying. I'm impressed you got a quesadilla stuff. from In-N-Out. No, it was an In-N-Out burger, which I had. <laughs> oh. I, I, last night was the first time I've been in and out in months. Oh, we just had In-N-Out for lunch. Yeah, double-double. Yep. Oh, we did cheeseburgers. Did you? I did a cheeseburger I know style with chopped chilies. Okay. I like a little bit of spice. I like to do the the double double mustard fried whole grilled onion. That's my jam. Oh, yeah. Well, that was the thing. They, they were training a, a, an employee at the register, and uh-huh. so Steve wanted onions on his. And of course, they, usually it's just grilled or raw. And then so yeah. he's like, "Oh, I'll do raw." And then he's like, "Do you want your onions chopped? Do you want a whole ring?" And then he's like, "Really? There's raw options." Yeah. And they they will put a half onion on there if you want yeah. half an onion on there. But they'll do they do yeah, you either chopped onions or they'll just do the like the whole the whole thing, slice. Yeah. Right. And that's so I do the whole slice, but I get, they grill it first. So it's grilled, but also to, still has some crunchy to it. You should ask them to fry it. 
Then you'd be basically having an onion ring. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they do that. Probably not. No, but I do. Sometimes I'll do uh, raw and grilled onions, mm. both of them on, on the burger. Do you have them put it on alternating layers? No, just throw them in there. I don't think. I've oh, ever you s- have them touch? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> Is that a problem? <laughs> no. Oh, no. Wait, what? <laughs> It's the, you monster, yeah. the travesty. But sometimes you want like, you know, because a raw onion's got more like. Snap? snap. Well, and it's also a little more, I don't know, harsh, so to speak. But then that, that grilled onion brings a little sweet and a little kind of caramelization. Right. So both of those together, good I'm, stuff. I'm fine with being surprised. I want. So when they ask what kind of onion, I'm like, just surprise me. I, I, I'll eat it either way. I still want bacon. Which you can't In and out needs bacon. Yeah. Yeah. It's a tragedy. You could bring your own. Yeah, I thought about that. Yeah, you could be the, you know, like, the, what was it, the, some commercial back in the day where somebody brings their own salad dressing to the restaurant because they wanted their Newman's own or something? Plenty like of people. I see plenty of people bringing ranch dressing with them all over the place. Yeah, out of Weird. their fanny pack? Yeah, <laughs> out of their back pocket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know, whatever. Anyways, I, I think In-N-Out should have bacon. I don't know why they don't. Maybe it has something to do, because everything is, like, they process it fresh that, when it gets delivered to the restaurant, it's all good. So maybe they right. don't have a, a big enough pork processor. But the, I know the other thing is that bacon is volatile in pricing. Like pork is volatile in pricing, right. which is why the McRib is only available when pork prices are cheap. I have not had a McRib since the original McRib came out. I don't know what year that was. Long 19, ago. Well, I wouldn't say maybe, maybe it wasn't no, the earlier. original. Yeah, but I haven't had one since I was a kid. Yeah. And I know they re-release them. Yeah. yeah. It, the last time I've had one was like, I think, 10 years ago. Um, and it was one of the things where like my coworker was all super excited that it was back. And we're like, all right, I haven't had that in forever. So we went. Pressed pork. In the shape of a riblet. Right. Yeah. I wonder what other kind of foods Barbecue could be awesome sauce. be like pressed into a shape. Chicken nuggets. In Japan, in one of the McDonald's I went to, they had the metal templates that they formed the nugget shapes into and there were actually like five distinct nugget shapes really and it was the most fascinating and kind of disgusting thing i've ever seen because you know it's just like some pink slime that they reshape into the nuggets oh their nuggets are aren't their nuggets actually chicken now or they claim so anyway well they're all made with chicken i just don't know if it's just no, i think now it's supposed to be like a piece of chicken i don't know i know what chick-fil-a it is i don't know yeah. what it is at mcdonald's but yeah i mean whatever Food-shaped items could we have? Instead of like chicken nugget-shaped nuggets, you got... You Dinosaurs? Know. Mm, that's pretty good. Dino nuggets are good. That's, that's Trader Joe's, isn't it? Maybe. I, I don't think know. So. I've just seen nuggets shaped as dinosaurs. I'm not sure where they were procured. Yeah. Huh. I don't know. I've never, I've never thought about what other food could come in shapes. <laughs> and just imagine how much more amusing it would be. Like race Maybe. cars? Maybe. Race nuggets? What? Nuggets? Yeah. I don't know. Everything's going to be a nugget at that point. It's just a, a, a or, different type or size of nugget. Or like, you know, it's it's like personal pizzas that you fold in half, so they're kind of like taco shaped. Like, I mean, there could be different form factors. It's just a taco pizza. Which doesn't really exist. Well, it does if you fold your pizza in half. But do they come small enough that it's the size of like an eight inch tortilla? Yeah. Don't they have like those little mini pizzas? Not in a restaurant that I've seen. I guess you. I guess maybe you yeah, do, but it's served sure like on a do. plate. Yeah, but that doesn't stop you from picking it up. But then you can fold it in half, and then so you have like this, put some salsa. Yes, yes. So you fold the pizza in half, and you can add some more like marinara or maybe some sausage in it, and then some cheese sprinkled. 
You're basically making you're you're bordering on calzone. Yeah, here. I was just gonna say yeah. you close it up and now it's a calzone. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not unique. No. Hmm. There goes that. Unless it's a idea. a taco themed pizza. Well, remember when we had the stroke of genius with the the burger burrito? The burger burrito. Yeah. Yeah. And they're something. delicious. But I'm thinking something else kind of like that, where you take a well-known food, but yeah. then you put it in a different form factor, and it gives it a new spin. Put a pizza in a burrito. A pizzerito. Maybe not. That's probably already a thing. It's yeah, Probably. Totino's pizza roll. <laughs> oh, dude. Remember that Gino's pizza rolls? Is that what it was? Or was it Totino's? Totino's was the one that I remember the commercials. Those were good. Bagel bites were bomb. Oh, yeah. Whatever happened to those? Probably some class action lawsuit from scalded roof, yep. mouth roofs just yeah. igniting. Man, so I remember weird. the worst is when you burn the crap out of the top of the mouth and it gets that weird peeling skin. Oh yeah, hot yeah. pockets. Hot yeah, pockets hot pockets were good for that. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Microwave uh, gas station burritos are always good for a, a you know like a roulette type game because you never know if it's going to be frozen, frozen, a frozen bite or a magnum yeah. bite. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yep. Mm. There's actually some pretty good gas station fried chicken in the world. Really? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Like little back roads, kind of mom pop gas stations. Mm. A lot of those have really good fried chicken for whatever reason. The best convenience store fried chicken it's I had be Japan. was Japan. Yeah. Yeah. That I've done, but I've never tried. Like the local 7 Eleven will have like hot dogs on the little r- rollers. Yeah. They'll have the slice. The big bite. Yeah. The slice of the pizza that looks really sad. And they'll actually have like. I think they, they're doing spicy chicken sandwiches, but I don't trust anything no. out of that 7-Eleven. Big Bites are fine. But how old are they? No, I don't know. You don't ask that kind of question. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like, like, if you're willing to eat a Big Bite, this is not a thing that you want to know. Yeah. That, do, you, do you ever get the 7-Eleven nachos? With like, you know, that's the bag chip, the round chips, and then you open it up and they've got the I've seen them, never chili had and the cheese and oh, the yeah. jalapenos and onions. I've never been that. It's worth a try. I've never been that hard up to eat something. I don't think it's about being hard up. I think it's just wanting to try something terrible, but that's also really good. <laughs> no, 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 no desire. Okay. What is something terrible that you would eat? Oh, like a guilty pleasure or something? Like sure. you can't. I don't know. I don't. Like, okay, you're in the gas station. Like, I'm thinking, like, back like in junior high, my, my lunchtime staple was a, a Cholito. It was a bean and cheese burrito from, from Taco Bell, okay. a bag of Funyuns, and a can of Pepsi. Like, that was the lunch. Funyuns and yeah. a burrito. All that for together. $2.45. That's multiple stops. <laughs> but it was in, in the lunch line. Oh, oh it was lunch line, school. Yeah. Okay. yeah, they had the uh, the the Taco Bell. Like I, yeah. I guess they place an order, and they place it in a warming cart thing. It mm. was Taco Bell. Like we had it was that Taco Bell, and, and it was wrapped up. In, yeah. But it was only in junior high. Mm. Like the high school. Oh, we had it at the it. high school. And it was, uh, there was Taco Bell. They had the Chilitos. Remember those? Yes, but I don't remember ever having one. Oh, those were the bomb. Yeah. So we had Taco Bell, and then on certain days we had Pizza Hut available. So you get like a slice of yep. pizza or whatever. Yeah, I remember that. But I would just do the, the Taco Bell order because that was available every day. <laughs> it's, it's kind of funny like when you think about it. They were putting fast food into schools. Oh, yeah. And the vending machines were just soda and huge bottles right. of like, you know. Whatever. Yeah, whatever yeah. it was. Yes. We had a really good coffee cake that we could get for snack time. Hmm. Huh. Yeah, there was like a, I don't know, in between certain periods, I guess there was a longer break, and then you would get... They oh, had yeah, like a snack break, yeah. A snack cart thing. 15-minute break. I sure. That's when I was introduced to the Nutty Buddy. The what? The Nutty Buddy. The little Debbie. It's like a oh, wafer yeah, with yeah, peanut yeah. butter and yeah. chocolate. 
Oh, speaking of, man, I had uh, Nutter Butters. The oh, other day. yeah. Oh, I love those things. You put them in the freezer and let them like, freeze. It's, and I don't drink milk, but I will get milk to dunk them in. And then I take the milk that's left in the glass and I throw it in the trash where it belongs. Because <laughs> <laughs> milk is disgusting. It's going to suck in your trash bag. Well, not in the trash. That, I put in it in the, the sink. sink. Yeah, you know what I mean. It is Girl Scout season, and we did... Pick up some boxes of Girl Scouts. I think I, we've picked up so far four. I have passed many a Girl Scout and have not purchased any. We, we did two boxes of Thin Mints because those are the go-to. Throw in the freezer. Freezer, cookies. yeah. Okay. And then there's some other newer ones, and I can't say they're very good. There is a, apparently, um, there's a Girl Scout cookie that you can only get on the East Coast and one on the West Coast so, or something like yes. that. Well, there, there are certain cookies that are called different things on the West Coast versus because they have East different Coast. providers or something like that. Yes, there's only one cookie that's awesome that has a single name, no matter where you are in the U.S. Thin Mint. And if it's you thin squish mint. it together. No, no, it's just the Thin Mint. It's Thin Mint everywhere. But you said one name. Oh, it has a name. It has a single name everywhere. Yeah, yeah, right. Where the other one is like the Dosey Dough is known as like the the trefoil or something like that, and like the Caramel Delight is known as Samosa. Or I don't. Yeah. No, which ones are which? So yeah, that's why I, are the only ones I ever really liked. Yeah. Now my my grandparents introduced me that like they they were the ones that kept it in the freezer. And I always thought it was weird that they had cookies in the freezer. Nope. Not until you try it. Until you try yeah. it. But then I realized that those cookies had probably been in the freezer for multiple years. Yeah, but they're thin mints. What are they what's gonna happen? Nothing. They're frozen. They're fine. Yes. Probably. But I'm kinda curious as to what the vintage of those cookies I ate. Every time I visited grandma and grandpa were. You should label them and then you could try like, oh, these aged really well. This year wasn't as good. (laughs) This vintage is quite. Like a fine wine. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I, my grandma always had same thing. She always, oh man, she had so much stuff in the, in the freezer. She always had cheesecakes, chocolate cakes, cookies, uh, just that she had, they had one of those giant freezers out in the garage that was just full all the time. Stuff that she baked or bought? Both. Yeah, if it was the cheesecake or chocolate cakes, those she made those. Um, the, the, I mean, Girl Scout cookie shops. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, always had stuff out there, and man, you it didn't matter what time you got to my grandparents' house, right? It could be like two thirty in the morning, and she's like, "Oh, okay, I just want a little snack," and then all of a sudden, every food you can imagine, and she's in there whipping up spaghetti. I'm like, "What is going on?" Wow. <laughs> right? Like, stop, Grandma. I don't need. I don't need anything. Did she think you were underweight? No. Underfed? No, she's a little Italian grandmother. Oh, it's, yeah, it's yeah. the Italian thing. Yeah, yeah. you, you got to be You're going to get all of it. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was, it was good. Now I don't want Girl Scout cookies still. I was going to say, now I do. I want to go home and have a frozen Thin Mint. I, you know what? Like I said, I've, I've passed by. I'm going to FaceTime you from home as I eat on a cookie. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> With my mouth open so right. you can just see it. I don't. You know what's great is I can go, oh, no, thank you. I'll just call. <laughs> repeatedly <laughs> you will watch there's my no, thin mint there's no like barge through where it forces the phone to ring or something god can you imagine that <laughs> if if you were forced to just your phone just picked up oh man it's i've had that happen where but i mean obviously you're you've hit the button on accident yeah you're right? playing with the phone doing yeah. something and all of a sudden oh, it comes up yeah yeah oh no 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 yeah but i have to i mean the last time i got a real phone call was a while ago i don't i'm not a phone person yeah, it is. It is kind of weird. I get a lot of spam though, which is cool because your warranty is about to expire. Apparently, I get the ones that are silent, and then it just says like "hello" or "thank you," and then the rest of the message is like unintelligible. Right. And so the voicemail literally just says "hello," and it's like a twenty-seven second thing, and then you're like, eh, whatever. 
Yeah, there's a lot of like scans. Thank but, goodness for visual voicemail where you don't have to actually listen to anything. He's going, eh, not worth yeah. it. I think it's weird. Like sometimes I'll, I'm like if I'm waiting for something or whatever, I'll actually like I'll pick up a call and it turns out that it's nothing, but it, oh, it's yeah, like nothing and then just hangs up. That's they're probably just validating the number. Oh, this one's works, I guess. But it's then nothing. You don't hear anything else, and yeah. it's not like you can't just block it. Yeah, Stephen gets calls for people looking for the dentist or the attorney. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, come on in. Two o'clock. I'll put you down on the books. <laughs> actually, that would be pretty funny. Yeah, I talked to you. What number did you call? The wrong one. Yeah. Dummy. Yeah, that's funny. I don't know. That's all I got. All right. Let's go do stuff. Let's go play. I'm going to go on a walk. I'm going to go play with a remote control car. Yeah, sounds like fun. Steve's I'm going to get on a plane. Yeah. He's going to go fly. Well, he's... Well, you're not flying, I would imagine. Like, you're not flying the plane. You're going to be... Seated, seated. Flown somewhere. Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. Like a, you know... A like the limo. executive that he is. Yeah. yeah yes. Air limo. Yes. That'll be fun. He gets to go home. Well, thank I you for being here. Absolutely. It was on Grown Up. It was. It's nice to uh, see everybody. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> You've been listening to the Ungrown Ups podcast, and for this, we apologize. <laughs>